What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily. Then distribute it everywhere and even earn money. And you can do that all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. With Spotify for Podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I discovered Spotify for Podcasters, and this is my personal testimony, of course, I feel like having options like video podcasts and Q&A and polls has let me be creative on another level. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. Previously on Lonely Boys. Dan puts me in a pedestal. If he knew the truth, he would never look at me again. Come on, you can tell us. We've seen you with vomit in your hair, making out with investment bankers in the men's room at PJ Clark's. You don't have to hide anything from us. She's right, Serena. I mean, none of us are saints. Yeah. I had sex with him in the back of a limo. Several times. I had sex with you at a wedding while I was a date. Once. And I'm Chuck Bass. You can tell us anything. We don't judge. We're the non-judging breakfast club. We're your best friends. Anything you do is something we did, too. If I tell you, it can never be this one. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. I am here, my name's Matt, and I am here to talk about the finale. We, we've made it, they said it couldn't oh be God. done. They said, it, they said it couldn't be done, that we'd make it uh, through a whole season of the show, but we're here, it's the finale, season one, episode 18 of Gossip Girl, much I do about nothing, but of course, I'm not here by myself, no, I am here with my great co-host, haven't you heard? He's the crazy bitch around here. Please welcome Brendan Ruffle. <laughs> yeah. Hello. I am, of course, the creepy uncle of podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, Dale Hoda Cream Nation. I'm recording live from the crematorium. Whew, never, welcome, welcome. Never gets any easier to listen to that whole thing. <laughs> Does it get more fun? Yeah, you know. Or it, more uncomfortable? No, I, I wouldn't say I, I'm uncomfortable. I've, I you know, fully expected at this point. It's just, yeah. I, I'm just always, it, I, you know me, I always just want to be talking. And the, the fact that you get to, you get to speak for like five <laughs> I gotta, seconds I gotta uninterrupted, full I can't. three minutes. <laughs> yeah, I can't. It doesn't, it doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> but Well, um, we're, here, we're, we're here in the finale. I'm really impressed we did this. You've, you've done a, this is your second Gossip Girl podcast you've started. <laughs> this one actually came through to fruition and we're all the way at the end of our first season and we're still going strong. Yeah, the first one, uh, the pilot didn't even get picked up, and this one no. we've actually made it through a whole season. So, uh, look at us now. Fuck the haters. Uh, I don't yeah. know who's out there. And hating we're us. renewed for a second season. And, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you're you're the one making the decisions here whether we get renewed or not. So thank <laughs> yeah, God. I decided yes. Thank God you didn't shut it down. Um, but of course, it's not even like we we've had a great streak of guests so far, and we have another another great guest tonight. Uh, it's. It, you know, it's not. We're not slowing down. We've got more guests coming up. We've got a, uh, we've we've had some great guests in the previous weeks. We've got a, a just as great guest this week. And you know, without further ado, let's just bring her in. Welcome bring to the in. Lonely Boys Podcast, Mel Sullivan. Mel, how are you? And thank you for uh, for Howdy. coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I have just finished season one. I have poured my martini, and I'm sitting at the awkwardly placed Excellent. singles table of Rufus. 
or at yeah, Rufus yeah. of Lily's <laughs> wedding. But I guess Rufus is probably sitting there unless he, you know, rightfully didn't stay the whole time. Yes. Was he invited? Was uh, No, Rufus was not invited because uh, Lily mentions what, what, what's going on with security. Like, why are you here? It's like, why, did he, why <laughs> right. is he there? It, much yeah, like the we, whole season. Why is Rufus there? <laughs> <laughs> in, in an episode, yeah, Rufus has to stay in his lane and just be the helpful parent. And uh, <laughs> but yeah, m- much like uh, in an episode, there, there wasn't that many laughs. That that was uh, that was a good line from Lily, where <laughs> where, where was she good. was questioning the security. Uh, Mel, I'm very happy that you're here. Just first off the bat, just for uh, selfish reasons, because I just want to take this second to brag. Where you you uh, you ran a Survivor Fantasy League that I was in, and I recently won first place and got to take home the cash prize. Wow! So very, yeah, very happy. Uh, congratulations. That's why you're on. <laughs> yes, this is. A- don't let the don't rest know. of the league here. This was the payout. Hundred forty dollars, baby. I, Damn. I uh, I don't get many chances to to brag about things. So I just wanted that's to, less than our buy-in for fantasy baseball. <laughs> yeah, we have to pay one hundred fifty dollars <laughs> for fantasy baseball. I got to, which I got tricked into last year. Yeah, tricked into sure. But <laughs> yeah. um, Mel, once again, thank you, thank you for coming on. We're ve- we're very happy to have you here. And just just to start things off. Uh, when did you, you know, when did you start watching Gossip Girl? Have you watched it only like once or twice through, or have you watched it a bunch of times? Like, uh, when, when, what, what is your, what is your Gossip Girl story, and when did you fall in love with this show? So I watched Gossip Girl episode one in the beginning, but here's the thing, and this happens with every Josh Schwartz show. I watch about two seasons, and then I fall off the wagon. So I watched Gossip Girl How when it first you? came out. I, it's a problem. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um. So I know bits and pieces of what happens after a certain point, but I'm very excited to now like sit and watch all of it now that I can binge it as opposed to watching, you know, week to week or. Well, that would have helped back in the yeah, day for or, sure. Like, but I, I'm sure I bought it on DVD because I was one of those people. I did so, buy like the books though. I read a couple. Oh, I've, yeah, I've only read the first one. I didn't like it. It was after I had watched the show a couple of times. I just said, I, w- I wonder if the books are kind of the same or different. And the first one I read, I just could, I, like, I it's barely got great. through that. And I was like, I am not going on to the next one. So have you only seen the first two seasons? You haven't watched the rest of it at all, or have you? I, so that's thing. I think I would have to like jump ahead and check. I probably like dabbled, but I don't remember okay. my exact point. But maybe that will be like the challenge of this is like when I watch it is eventually to deduce when did I stop watching it. Okay. And I'm not surprised because there are plenty of people who say for both the OC and Gossip Girl that it kind of falls off after the first two seasons. I would not, uh, you know, wholeheartedly agree with that. Um, I do think we are in, you know, kind of the golden era of Gossip Girl here with this, with the first two seasons, but it still stays good, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I will not. Some people say it gets worse. I am not one of those people, but there were a couple when I was watching the first time. There were a couple people who who said that, and there are a lot of people who say that about the OC too. Like that's the reputation the OC has, where the first two seasons are really good and the uh, three and four are not good. But I I fully disagree with that because the last mm-hmm. season of the OC is you know up there with one of my one of my favorite seasons of television. Yeah. I, I would say Josh Schwartz is no Ryan Murphy, who I think a lot more fairly has a reputation where he he's capable of doing one or two good seasons of a show and then everything really just uh-huh. fall, falls off falls off track quickly after that. That's funny because I feel like a lot of shows that I watch they get better like season three they finally find their legs a lot of times like the first two are like all right they're working on it they're working on it. like even like like something much different but like seinfeld the first two are still kind of like trying to find it and by three they're like in full stride at that point so i was I expecting think- this show to get better next season and then maybe by season five it start to fall off yeah i was gonna say i think that the hard part with any high school show too is that like after seasons maybe two or three is when you have to figure out like what is life beyond high right. school right. like how do you do it and i think that's what becomes tricky for all of them and that that's where i think i've started to fall off is like 
Mm-hmm. And I actually don't even, for a fact, I don't even know. For all I know, they stayed in high school the whole time, but I don't remember as much. So I'm actually excited for this full voyage of listening to the podcast, right. watching cool. the show. So you're doing a full rewatch starting, you started with season one recently. Yes, unless the stress uh, starts to get to me again, because reliving Georgina was a real <laughs> trial and tribulation. It was it was a tough time. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that is the curse with these teen dramas, where if you are successful enough, eventually, you know, you can't keep your students in high school forever. And you can't, right, uh, you can't start them off and like, say you want to have a six season show you can't really start them off in seventh grade because i mean having 22 year olds play uh 16 year olds is is hardly believable having them play 13 year olds would not be believable at all and then <laughs> what if you don't end up getting all six seasons then then all of a sudden you yeah, you can't plan for that <laughs> they're ending in their freshman year of high school so yeah it, it does become a struggle um also with every guest that we've had I, i've always asked who who your favorite and least favorite characters are, but Mel, I, I've been, I've been teasing a, a Vanessa Defender coming on, and and even if you aren't, even if you you don't match what I've been hyping up, you are at definitely at least at the very least the closest thing someone who likes to have her the most to a Vanessa Defender. So please tell us why uh, Vanessa is your absolute favorite character. <laughs> you're on blast yeah, yeah, right why now. You love, why you love her so much, and while you're while you'll defend anything that she ever does. Okay, so this is where a rewatch really helped put into perspective of Am I still a fan? So one. She's beautiful. And that may be the only thing that I thought of. Um, Because when I look back, I think she's supposed to be cool. She's Brooklyn. She dresses like someone off the next bus. It's traumatizing to remember that that is what (laughs) we dressed like at that point in time. It hurts to watch. But I think like on my end, I am not cool like Serena. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm not addicted to cocaine like Georgina. (laughs) <laughs> I I'm not the main as, personality trait. Yeah, uh, I'm not like I'm not a Blair. I'm not that way. I think that maybe it was like feeling a little more like a Vanessa. Like I'm on the sidelines. I'm kind of the friend of. I think it's her relatability. And I did think her and Nate had very good chemistry together. And I thought that they brought out the best oh, wow. in each other. I said it. Yes, stand by I. I, it. I I can get behind that. There, there are definitely points where uh, they, you can tell they're at, like at least having fun with each other and kind of I have guess. chemistry. Even though yeah. the, the uh, relationship does not ever, I will always say that it does not. It's make like sense. two episodes like, long. I don't understand. I why. truly <laughs> thought they dated much longer. That is one memory. <laughs> one memory. Yeah. Yeah. I, and it I ends for no reason. Yeah. Also, they're all trying to figure it out when that happens in this episode. They're like, so why did that end? <laughs> There's no good reason okay, for it. Yeah, th- that is something about this episode where it really is just like. Um, <laughs> By the end of it, they're just like, okay, and now everyone just break up. Let's let's just do like no. <laughs> let's and start over. Nate and Vanessa, they break up off screen. Why did they even get together in the first place yeah. to only last for two episodes? Like they right. were really struggling to figure out what to do with both of those characters. And um, like you're saying, Mel, I think that uh, Vanessa should be a good character. She seems like a very cool person on paper, but just whatever the execution is, yeah. every time she's on screen, like pretty much everyone that we've had on is just rolling their eyes and and not appreciating what she brings to the table so i i know maybe you've walked back a little that vanessa might not be your absolute favorite if you had to pick who who is your favorite gossip girl character and who's your least favorite for that matter god great question uh least favorite this is a random deep pull of it of course is nate's dad slash nate's parents okay. i find them yeah yeah, yeah. so insanely like yep yeah. spoiler alert he might be lvp in this episode <laughs> yeah he might have to be <laughs> like he's so awful nate's dad is the absolute there's nothing redeemable about his family like everyone is very like shades of gray on the show nobody is fully likable just the absolute worst couldn't do anything better mvp is tough um 
I think I'm still like a Dan fan for some reason because he okay. drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I still like Dan. He stresses yeah, think- me out. I called him a simp when he's I texted him. He's at least weird. Because he's just the most gullible human being. But they're, yeah, he's the entry true. into the world. And I do enjoy the minions as like an entire entity. I, <laughs> okay. I find them I love fun. that. Uh, that one girl too, uh, Penelope. I think that she hopefully gets more in the future. I can't remember, but I always enjoyed her dynamic of like being very fickle between all of them, but just sort of getting to the top. Mm-hmm. I loved her. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. the head minion Penelope. That's great. But never minions, fully taking over. Yeah, minions not getting enough love here. Dan is very polarizing. I feel like a lot of people love Dan. A lot of people really don't love Dan. I think it just you know de- depends on depends on what what character traits are for you. So that I'm not not. Uh, terribly surprised about that but lo- love the minions getting some love and of course when i asked you uh what episode you want to come on for you did say uh, how about the season finale do you just do you just love season finales do you love a good wedding episode <laughs> i love a good wedding forgot though that this wedding? was probably the only like not funny episode of the season and i also told you <laughs> i in my re so i watched the show obviously when i was much younger i'm now watching it as an adult and had what I'm calling my midlife crisis of realizing that when the first time I watched- Assuming you'll die early. Yeah. <laughs> the Ouija board told me 72, so, you know, okay, we're figuring that's it out. Um, but when I was watching initially, I'm, you know, I'm the age of the actors. Um, you know, they're playing characters that are younger than me, but we're, we'd be peers. I could see them out. I had a realization that if I were on a dating app, I could genuinely see the actor playing Rufus and- it hit me real hard. <laughs> it was a real, like, I had to sit there and go, oh, my God. So like, oh, Jesus. I'm watching through a whole different lens. But also crazy because their kids are just so much older than all my friends' kids. Like, they started very mm-hmm. young considering that, like, he was out on the That's road. True. And I don't know what Lily was fully up to. I mean, she allegedly was a photographer for a while. I don't know. It's everywhere. Yeah, all the parents are only, uh, like, 20 years older than, than their kids. So it's it's going to yeah. be a startling revelation when we get to the day where we're watching this and we're like, oh, my God, if I was in the show, I'd be cast as the parent and not yep. as the not as the teen. Like, that's it's a big startling, day. startling revelation that I really don't. It, it'll ever... happen, like, because 27, you could still be cast as a kid in the show. Can, yes. But, like, as soon as you hit 30, it's like, up, oh, you're the dad. Like, and there's you know a three-year what? window. <laughs> and you know what? In the Gossip Girl reboot, you will be cast as a teen <laughs> if you're 27 years old. So <laughs> That's true. It could still happen um but yeah i'm i'm dreading the day i don't don't want to get there uh so let's get into the episode like like i said season one episode 18 much i do about nothing big season finale here and so with, with her best friend serena's life and reputation on the line blair decides to take matters into her own hands in dealing with the manipulative and evil georgina sparks with rufus never far from her thoughts lily prepares for her wedding day which is destined to be the upper east side social event of the year serena finally pours out her heart and the truth about her past to dan but will it prove to be too late to save their relationship and chuck admits his feelings for blair to nate allowing the two of them to mend their friendship Heiress and model, Lydia Hurst, guest stars in the episode as Amelia, Lily's interior decorator. Did not know that until I was reading it just this second. Apparently, that is someone, um, I don't know who Lydia Hurst is, but Amelia, very small role that doesn't even come in till the, till the, really the very last scene of the, of the episode, but glad we could put a name to that face. Okay. That's like, uh, all the Dorota scenes for me so far, are, I wouldn't have noticed. Are either of you, uh, do either of you have any knowledge of Aris and model Lydia Hurst? Okay, not her specifically, but the Hurst family is, like, super famous, super rich, and there was, um, Patty Hurst, who got, like, kidnapped, and I don't know if it was, oh, like, genuine. Oh, okay. I think that's who it is, like, of that family. 
Okay, well, I've definitely heard huh. of that before, so that is uh, definitely interesting. I've got no Hearst knowledge on my. I figured she I was no, like, do I, I know who she is? I figured like, was she somebody who won a challenge on Top Model and got to appear on an episode, kind of thing? Like that's okay. my reaction. I mean, yeah, to who probably. It was. Listen, the only the only Hearst I know is Lyndon Hearst, baby. That's what I'm talking about, baby. <laughs> Lyndon Hearst, Babylon. <laughs> I'm not going to do all the train stations. <laughs> do, do all the railroads. <laughs> um, I did recently say that I was the intern Gino of the Lonely Voice podcast. So that Accurate. Would, um, that, that <laughs> Where would, did you say that? Um, not on here. Okay. Just to say, um, a friend of friend of the podcast, Lita, was, as you know, has been listening to the episodes. And she, <laughs> she, she texted me one day and was like, Brendan just said that Jim Carrey, one of the best Grinches of all time. What is he? Uh, Bill? What's the Carrey? What's the uh, Bill oh, Walton? Oh, yeah, I forgot. What is he? Bill yeah, Walton? Bill, Bill Dal- like, yes, Dalton, I'm, all, yeah. I'm always saying that Brendan's the Bill <laughs> Walton. The great Grinches of all time. <laughs> I'm always saying that you're the Bill Walton of this podcast and I'm the intern Gino. And Mel, if you were well, a comedy bang, listeners out if there. you were a comedy bang bang character, who, who would you be in this on this podcast? Oh my god, that's a tricky one. We weren't expecting that. I, I wasn't yeah, expecting that's it either. A, that's tough. Um The Cake Boss? I can't remember. <laughs> Alright, great. Anyone updating hey, anyone updating the wiki, get on that. We have our we have our uh CBB personas. Maybe she'd be a classic Charles. Yeah, classic Charles. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Brendan, I have to ask you, the, for the last time this season, the, the title of the episode, Much I Do About Nothing, do you know what that is referencing? Uh, I don't know what it is. I, I shouldn't do this to myself, because I always say I'd, I, I kind of get what they're going for, but I don't know the exact media. But I would just get the points if I kept my mouth shut and just said what it is. But... It's much ado about nothing, I think, but I don't know what that means. Okay, I will count it because that is correct. But do you know what much yeah. ado about nothing is? No, I don't. I assume it's a movie. It sounds like a movie. Um, Mel, are you familiar with uh, Much Ado About Nothing? Indeed, it is a Shakespeare play. Yes, oh. it, it is a Shakespeare play. But Brendan, you're also right. They did make a. I've heard of it. Yeah. They I mean, did it make a. Like fil- they did make a film based on it in okay. 1993. So points all around to everyone. Brendan, you will finish right, the season just under 500. You were eight for 17. Oh, so of cool. course, the pilot didn't have an episode title name. So if it did, maybe you would have been able to be nine for 18. But as things stand, you'll finish just under the 500 mark. Unfortunately. <laughs> all right. Better luck next season. I'll take it. Yeah. We'll see. So, we are going to start this episode off with Serena leaving Dan a voicemail, as is very popular in this show. The art of the voicemail is is alive and well in in uh, two thousand eight in the on the Upper East Side. Takes me back. Uh, Serena hasn't. Yes, uh, Serena has not slept at all. She's she's clearly not doing well, and she says she's filled up Dan's voicemail and is coming over. That's just a little quick scene to start it off. But you know, we get to the good stuff when we see that Rufus is in bed with Lily. Um, now nah, we're talking. Wow, the moment the Rufus and Lily shippers have been waiting for, and we we didn't even get to see it transpire. Like the episode last week's episode, we just, never get to see them bang. Yeah, anyone. Just, just ended with uh, my biggest gripe with this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, outside of that scene where uh, where Nate gave Chuck the little nod and wink when he was about to <laughs> have sex with, uh, yeah. with Blair, we don't get get to see much action. Um, but yeah, we didn't get to see. We, all we saw was the kiss. But now it, cut to. Uh, it is the morning after, and they are in bed. And it's the classic morning after scene. Classic. Received blankets. You see, they're both not wearing shirts. Yes, classic. as everyone does after sex, they take only their shirts off and they sit. On, <laughs> they lay under the blankets. Full bottoms. As, as is custom. They're wearing Crocs too under the blankets. <laughs> Comfy. Um, mm-hmm. Rufus. Rufus gets a phone call and it seems like he's getting a gig. Their uh, their show last week must have done really well. Lincoln Hawk's going on tour. They're not that op- Dan would know. They're op- they're opening for the the Breeders, which I am not familiar with that band, but um, I don't know. Is this like a bit of a slap in the face that they have to be the opening band? 
I mean, I guess not bad for a forgotten. I think it's better than nothing yeah, that not he's bad. been doing. Yeah, not bad for one of the forgotten bands of the '90s. But and Rufus does seem pretty pumped. So so good for Lincoln Hawk here. Yeah, I'm happy for him. Mel, uh, we heard them uh, sing their their uh, their music last week. Were you were you <laughs> impressed with uh, with Rufus's uh, singing ability? You know, it was fine. He has a very good parasocial <laughs> glaze a gaze to the camera. However, yes. I was more excited to see Lisa Loeb. Really, yeah, just yes. a, what a timely performance to have her performing yeah. in 2007 for a bunch. Well, famously, I guess it was a throwback special, so I guess it makes sense. But it was yeah, famous, a famously singing the song from the Geico commercial, as everyone as everyone knows yes. it these days. <laughs> um, Lily Lily mentions that it's her wedding day, which I completely forgot. I guess it makes sense because the the last week the episode was the rehearsal dinner, so uh, it does make sense. But to me, this is me. I'm like, oh, so they they fucked the literal night before the wedding, like not not the best move in general, and. I'm I have uh, famously never gotten married before, so I don't I'm not exactly sure how this worked, but uh, for the bride and the groom. But I guess Bart like wasn't wondering where she was like he's about to call her. But like, I feel like he would have called her at some point last night and been like, "Uh, Lily, where are you? You never came back to our rehearsal dinner and now you're not here at all. I don't think you start living with the person once you get married. I mean, maybe unless it's like maybe if you're a good Christian, you do. Which Lily (laughs) is not. Uh, Lily's very cordial to Rufus. She thanks Rufus for last night. Rufus is like, oh man, that was amazing. But it, it really never seems that Lily feels bad at all about this, which which lets us know, lets me know at least, that she really doesn't love Bart that much and is definitely just marrying for money, even though she'll say otherwise uh, in a few scenes. Um, but right. like, not not even, like, she does not regret this at all. She does not feel bad. Like, she's not, oh, what have I done? What have I done? Uh, she she really just d- does not care at all. Um Mel, I think she has a feeling that Bart will kind of forgive her no matter what because he just wants her so badly and just wants it, this to happen. Yeah, so Lily- he can just have his trophy wife on his side. And, Lily like, knows. You know, if you need to bang Rufus, Rufus a couple times just so I can marry you, I don't Get care. Get out of your system now. Lily, like, Lily, knows, yeah. uh, Lily knows her power. Did she? Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming she figures he slept around on her for a while too, so like she gets one. Right. Yeah, I guess. Um, are you, uh, Mel, are you rooting for, for Rufus and, R- and Lily at this point? You know what? Kind of. I still find it all, of course, weird that it's the, you know, son and father both being interested in the wife or the da- the daughter and the mom of the other family and all that like Brady Bunch kind of crossover. But, well, yeah, exactly. you know, they do but have good chemistry. Uh, Bart Bass, hit or miss. I did write my notes. Can Bart Bass get it? That is always a question. <laughs> That's what I've been really rewatching. Can he? I don't know. I don't know. I'm really I'm I haven't decided at this point. He's very stoic and he doesn't move his neck very much, I feel like, which is a turn off for me. No, I get him confused. <laughs> I realize in my visions of the show, I confuse him with Caleb Nichols a lot. Mm-hmm. And that guy, I think that, that would, guy be, can that get would it. be the parallel yeah. to the OC. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think Bart can get it. There, there's something very, there, there is something very stoic and creepy about him at, at all times. But for, <laughs> for, for an older gentleman, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's doing okay. pretty well for himself. But. Yeah, yeah not bad. but yeah, I think for the most part, I feel like everyone is rooting for Rufus and Lily at that point, whether or not you are in favor of the whole step sibling dynamic or not. Like uh, this podcast, for instance, is a pro step sibling dating podcast. We prefer it actually. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. we want we want all the step siblings to be dating in every show. But um, <laughs> Lily does get the call from Bart here. Ruf- Rufus jokes that he should answer it, but I would have loved to see that. Like Rufus actually do that because not only would it have been very, very like funny, a very awkward, different episode. But but I don't think it's like the worst move in the world here. I mean. Worst case scenario, like Bart's not going to kill him. Worst case scenario, Bart's just like, okay, fuck you. I'm going to marry Lily anyway. But there is a chance. Right, because it seems like he kind of knew anyway. Then he talks to her later. He's like, 
can you get over this or what? But there I is knew a, where you yeah, were there is night. a chance if, if Rufus uh, spills the beans here and answers the phone, like maybe it does di- disrupt the wedding. And you know, in time, you got that's think what he's looking for. Lily right? would uh, forgive Rufus for this eventually. So I, I don't. Am I crazy here? No, I think it makes sense. No, I, th- I think that kind of makes sense. Like he, he used too big of a baby to stop the wedding when he was there. So this might have been a better way to do it before it even started. Yeah, Rufus hasn't tried hard enough. He always wants to yeah. make the move. There's an opening. But it just never works out. He can't, he can't, he can't close. Yeah. Dating back to the voicemails that he's been leaving where he's not like fully saying, I'm in love with you still. He's just saying like, I miss you, Lil. And, and that him trying to break mm-hmm. up the wedding here was like the equivalent of that. He's like, I'm down if you are, but doesn't actually make the move. But yeah, because he's, uh, he's not like his daughter. I think Jenny, this is a Jenny move here. Jenny, Jenny was there. Um, she would have answered the phone and broken up any wedding that if she was interested in the, in the other party. No, no hesitation. <laughs> no but, Jenny no this episode, whatsoever. by the way. What like barely? I know. Yeah, she comes in at the very end. I yeah, she's in the little epilogue at the end. But I, I don't know. W- would it have been that hard for to get Jenny an invite to the wedding? Like, first of all, she could have gone as Eric's plus one yeah. or something. Or or even if not, like it wouldn't be the weirdest thing in the world for Lily to just invite her. Like Dan's going. She's semi right. friends with Serena. She is friends with Eric. Like I I don't understand why she wasn't allowed to come. I, like Vanessa gets yeah. to go as a date. Maybe that would have been Nate. the reason why uh, Nate and Vanessa get broken up is because. Uh, Jenny's there, and then Jenny yeah. makes out with Nate at the wedding. Who knows? Yeah, so there's just a weird weird stuff like that all episode with this kind of that. Just a lot of things that happen where I'm just like, why did we go with this? But uh, more on that later. So Lily, Lily answers the phone. She covers. She says she's not with them because they're not supposed to see each other the day of the wedding. Um, you know, still surprising that Bart wasn't trying to get in touch with her last night at all, especially uh, because she ple- completely ditched their rehearsal dinner. So I don't know what was uh. going on in his head. But uh, Lily plans to meet up with Bart in an hour because Bart needs to see her about something. Um and just once again, how Lily is able to go through this entire wedding and not feel a shred of guilt about this is beyond me. Like, she's shameless. And I'm not even saying that in, like, a judgy way. I, I, like, I'm almost admiring her that she is right. able to do this and not just feel a shred of guilt about it at any point. She's kind of a It is very funny. Like, the whole conversation they have in that building that he bought where that nobody lives in. Yes. But it's, like, still available to walk into anytime he needs to. It's very strange. He the bought the thing. building and said, someday the- I'm going to use this as a metaphor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the, she's just talking to him she's like yeah like without saying it exactly she's just like yeah i'll marry you and i'll stop banging this guy but again like not feeling badly just like yeah i'll stop doing this thing <laughs> yes exactly not sorry um yeah let's uh i guess let's just let's just jump to that scene uh just jump a little ahead because since we brought it up already when when lee meets bart uh, in this random building. Apparently, it is the first building that Bart ever bought. And it's obviously, like, very tense here at first. Lily senses that something's up. Um, and, and Bart starts off by saying that he's outgrown this building. A- at first, I don't know. Maybe I was just missing, missing this. I thought he was going to... And to be fair to me, analyzing uh, metaphors and symbolism is not something that is very common in the, in, in the Gossip Girl episodes. So uh. I, I thought at first that he was using the... The building is like a metaphor for Lily. And when he was saying, like, should I give this up? He was asking Lily, should I give you up? Like, is this a lost cause or whatever? And should I just move on? And when she said yes, I was like, oh, so is she telling Bart that she should let him go and that she should leave? But then. No, at first I thought the same thing. I was like, what? What's okay, going so- on? And then he elaborates more. He goes further. And I was like, uh, that's what he. Uh, that's what I thought. I was going to ask. And was that confused me? It was fake out. Yeah. Was that intentional, or, what I, or was I just reading it wrong at first? And did is that what Lily thought he was saying as well? Was Lily saying like, "Let me go," not knowing? I think she understood what he was saying and 
it was just like bad dialogue writing. <laughs> How dare you accuse Gossip Girl of ever having bad <laughs> writing? Uh, but yeah, because uh, so the when I thought the building was a metaphor for Lily, it's actually a metaphor for Rufus. And when Lily mm-hmm. says you should let it go, he's like, I agree. I should let this place go. And can you let you know your building go as well? Meaning, meaning Rufus. Um, Mel, Mel, what did, what did you think of this scene? Were you able to follow it easily, or am I just being stupid, not not being able to pick up on what was going on until the end of the scene? I followed it. It made sense, uh, but what a what a metaphor! <laughs> so we're stupid. What a metaphor for him to like go above and beyond to like explain why you would leave Rufus behind. <laughs> it's it's, like, it's so like, elaborate. It's, I'm just thinking like, of how like maybe it see, could he's meant to have used it for a bunch of different wives. Oh, for sure. He said that's why he still has the building. Yeah, yeah. This, is the, this is the place he goes every uh, wedding morning they go there it's kind of like a prenup <laughs> sort a of thing it's a tra- yeah it's a, a wedding tradition <laughs> yeah he's not actually gonna let this place go he, ne- he needs this for the, for the next wife whoever she may be <laughs> so L- lily nods her head she's gonna have to say goodbye to to the rufus and for whatever reason this ultimatum comes off you know this seems a lot more fair than than allison's ultimatum was but before when she told uh rufus she wasn't allowed to talk to lily at all for some reason when bart said it it made it made more sense to me. Maybe it was because it's the literal day of their wedding and she had just had sex with Rufus. Like, maybe maybe this whole <laughs> yeah. thing has gone too far and you should reel it back a little. Right. And Allison was demanding and Bart about to marry this woman is like, can you? Like, he's asking her if she can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that's pretty much enough on that. That That's all Bart really needs to hear. They will end up, uh, you know, going through with this. So more on that later. Yeah. But Blair's also- Like I predicted, up. by the way. Yeah. 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 Blair, Blair's also waking up and we see that she is in bed with Chuck. Uh, man, all the all the shippers are getting a little something in the finale. The, the Blair and uh-huh. Chuck shippers probably loving this as well. Blair Blair's disgusted. She's <laughs> the first thing she's gonna do today is, is hit Chuck, and Ch- Chuck lets Blair and the audience know that they were up late plotting against Georgina. Must have dozed off. Nothing happened. That seems obvious to me that nothing sexual happened since they are fully clothed and just like sleeping in bed. Yeah, on top of the covers too. Yeah, pretty pretty implausible that they spent the entire night like that. Like the only the only person I know who can that do that is my friend who is coincidentally also named Charles and will be a future friend of the podcast. He I've witnessed him sleep <laughs> like fully clothed in a dress shirt and dress pants before. I don't know how he does it, but <laughs> but besides him, I don't think there's and any. He prefers that way. Yeah, I don't think night. there's anyone in the world that is that is going to bed fully clothed like that. But um, Ch- Chuck still hasn't prepared his best man speech. Apparently, he told because he tells Blair that she's on her own with uh. With, you know, going after Georgina, he still has to prepare his best man speech. I mean, talk about saving something for the last minute. This, this I thought this speech was going to be terrible because you can't just write this thing day out. Like, these are things that you're usually preparing for a while. But he's a Yeah, I hope talker. I never have to do that. Like, Chuck's what a you smooth say, talk- Chuck is a smooth talker, though. Like, yeah, I'm, that's I'm true. not surprised he wouldn't plan and that it would be like... You know, and well, he, he did yeah, write he note up, cards, but he, he he goes from the heart, I think is what you're Right, he ends say. up just going from the heart. So Blair, Blair assures Chuck that she can be a... Uh, bitch enough for the both of them which obviously i i very much believe because she is yeah never a doubt a bitchy legend a, a queen uh, just knows what she's doing whenever she needs to be a bitch and chuck chuck tells blair that you know they say when you love something you should set it free as she's trying to kick him out of her of her place and blair's big zinger is yeah and when you hate something you should slam a door in its face uh not her best work but i guess she's a little flustered right now no. still uh coming to terms with uh, that she just shared a bed with chuck so i, I can't blame her but yeah, it like did I not said, win joke of the episode. In a, yeah, definitely not the joke of the episode. In, in an episode that's just not that funny overall, this this you know zinger from Blair just kind of fell flat for me. Yeah, in fact, the joke of the episode will be just like an entire scene that was great. There's one particular funny scene, <laughs> and like I couldn't choose one line because it was just like a very good back and forth. 
My uh, we'll one of one later. of my lines of the episode is coming up in this scene where we see uh, the Nate and okay. the captain on one of their runs. We we haven't gotten one of these ridiculous runs in a while. Howie's Howie's <laughs> yeah, since the early days. <laughs> yeah, Howie's now out of rehab, and so they can sprint in the park again, father and son. <laughs> and as, as soon as this scene started, like I instantly remembered that we were going to get this line, and I was very excited for it. So Howie mentions that he's clean and sober. His lawyer feels great about his trial. So that's you know all good news, or so it seems. Uh, pretty fortunate that he got out of rehab on the exact day of the big. Of the, of the big season finale event very very good timing on howie's part so you mentioned this actually brendan you predicted a few times along the way that this wedding uh actually wouldn't end up happening so i i forget if you changed your mind at all that you said that the wedding would happen where did you stand on that before the very end yeah i think like once we kind of got confirmed that like there was going to be a season finale wedding i figured that they would get together at the end of the season but rufus, rufus would still kind of be lingering along for a little while. I had a feeling she would just need a another divorce before she got back to Rufus. Are you surprised that Lily ended up going through with this and that like just Rufus just kind of let it happen? No, because it's still just like so early in the series that if you're going to string along any boring parents, they need more than one season to do it. Okay. Um, Nate, Nate asks when his mom's getting back from the Hamptons, which means like, so his dad's been in rehab, his mom's been in the Hamptons. And I guess, you know, we've known this, but they do not draw attention to it at all has nate been living by himself this whole time <laughs> i think because so. he's also because yeah, he, he hasn't been to chucks either. Yeah, he's also hasn't been friends with chuck since all of this has really gone down so he hasn't been having his slumber parties like honestly this poor kid and i i feel like if we had gotten into that a little more it'd probably be way more compelling than all the stuff they had been giving nate where the most exciting plot points he's getting is i'm dating vanessa now for some reason uh mel's favorite favorite couple Listen, they brought the best <laughs> out of each other because he was such a mope. Uh, but yeah, yeah honestly, you're right, see. though. I mean, he was actually smiling and like yes, saying at least we got to see him smile. somewhat compelling things when he was dating her. And yeah. I saw a glimpse of that later in the episode, but uh, not getting too far ahead. <laughs> um, Mom's not going to be able to make it to the wedding. Uh, clearly, something is not really going well, but the captain is going to lie. She's got to deal with the bushes, right? Yeah, the, the bushes. He's like, that's up. why she's missing the wedding. And he's like, well, that and the plumbing or whatever. Like, he's just another bullshit <laughs> excuse. Like, he's yeah. going to lie to cover it up. No surprise there. So Nate's disappointed. He wants his parents to meet Vanessa, the, the girl that the girl that he's been dating for two weeks that is already going to be his date to a wedding and meeting the parents and everything. So I guess that's going really well. But uh, here we go. <laughs> here we go <laughs> here, here we go how he says and this, this is not gonna land for like anyone except for maybe me when he says well, <laughs> well you and i can just hang till then yankees are on today jabba's pitching lights oh right yeah now. and this is the most <laughs> wonderfully dated thing that's ever happened love on this that. show like <laughs> brendan were you did you love hearing a jabba shout out in- yeah i went oh jabba <laughs> Was that your, was, hyped. was that your joke of the episode that Jabba was pitching lights out? <laughs> at, at, uh, <laughs> what, what a joke! I guess I mean I'll uh, ex- like I won't go full into this, but I guess we should explain the Jabba phenomenon a little. Where this this line I made me so. laugh so hard the last time I watched this, just because wasn't expecting it, and Jabba being a lights out pitcher pitcher really only happened during th- this exact time frame. <laughs> like see, like it, so. it had to happen in this episode where Jabba Chamberlain was a pitcher for the Yankees who was very hyped up. They had a bunch of rules for him where he wasn't allowed to pitch at certain times so they could save his arm. Right. And he ended up just being like a complete bust. He, he was not good after like his very first season. They, um, He injured his ankle while jumping on a trampoline famously and just never yeah, <laughs> would retire I mean, shortly yeah. after. 
it also like for baseball fans like saying someone is pitching lights out lately is so strange for a reliever to be like oh yeah you know this this bullpen guy is pitching lights out lately we got to go to the Yankees we got to go to see a game right now like see but he was, a guy he pitch one inning was like the moment for the Yankees in that one in that one uh yeah. in that one season where they were bringing him in and he was just you you know as they said lights out so I was very happy Was to this get- a particular season with the mosquitoes? It would be like that so this this show starts in the fall of 2007. That playoffs would have been in the fall of 2007. So this would have been the season oh, after. Wow. It would have been the spring. So uh, Jabba probably not going to have a good season this season. So they were probably upset no. with uh, the game that they what they did, saw. But wouldn't the season <laughs> have just started? Because yeah, this wedding yeah, yeah. Got, took place probably what like April May, right? Yeah, yeah, somewhere yeah. Around I there. forgot to say when this. Uh, episode originally aired may 19th 2008 so you can assume that it was probably around that point but they probably filmed this episode last season i'm guessing somewhere in 2007 right 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 yeah so yeah whenever but yeah so they didn't know yet that jabba was going to be a complete bust. So this, <laughs> this made sense in their head like a, a big risk yeah. by them to just date the show like that yeah all right well enough that on, is besides uh, on the yeah that is the jabba chamberlain corner uh tune in next week for more on for more on jabba <laughs> <laughs> so Howie is still getting suspicious phone calls. He says it's from a sponsor, uh, but it does not seem that way when he answers it. So we will we'll see what that's about later. But now we get back to Serena. She's pounding on Dan's Can door. I just say, like, I, when yes. he got that phone call, I predicted that this was going to be the day that he died. Oh, really? What do you think was going to happen? It was going to be literally... He's going to overdose on cocaine. As soon as I saw that phone call, like, all right, that's it. He's going to die. That would have been better. <laughs> he passed we out just, once. He's going to die today. We just had someone overdose and die last week. Like, yes, it was a flashback, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, nobody we knew. Yeah, that's true. Uh, how how dare you? How disrespectful to the the Fairman family, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Fairman. So Serena uh, pounding on Dan's door. Dan answers. Serena just really like attacks his face with a kiss. Serena is so like extra this whole episode. Like when she is sad, she is really sad. When she we see her uh, <laughs> scream at Georgina in a few seconds, just like we've never seen Serena get this way. She is she is going <laughs> yeah. full tilt. This episode. highs are high, lows are low. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Georgina's... She's got, like, mascara trilling down her tears, oh, yeah. like, all episode long. Yeah. Georgina's uh, with Dan here, and Georgina goes to leave because she says, oh, this is not what I had planned. But Serena knows this is exactly what she had planned. She, uh, I have to flag up. When I was watching this, my mom was also in the room again during this scene, and she once again said, oh, Georgina, my favorite. So just saying that. <laughs> people people love Georgina. I'm just Keep his guard home. That's two Georginas yeah. for Matt Mom's, mom. grandmas, guys, girls. Everyone loves Georgina. Um, it just takes a while. Maybe maybe you are mad at Georgina right now and can't get behind her. But listen, pl- plenty of time for her to win you over, hopefully. That's what we thought about we'll Vanessa. See. So we'll see. Yeah, yes. Same with Vanessa, hopefully. She'll win us all over. So Dan is... At this point, Dan is kind of like head over heels over, you know, Sarah Georgina. Really out of nowhere, he fell for this girl. As soon as he, you know, fell out of love kind of with Serena, he just went to the closest person that was there and is now spending all of his time with Georgina. And Serena just, like I said, fucking loses it. We, we've we literally never seen Serena fly this far off the handle. She's, she's, you know, exploding and like trying to attack Georgina. Dan like has to hold her back. She And now she's finally ready to expose Georgina and tell Dan the truth. And it's such a shame that it took this long for Serena to finally yeah. want to come clean because if she would have just done this in the first place, this obviously all could have been avoided. She didn't want right, Dan... She wouldn't be at a literal breaking point right yes, now. She didn't want Dan to know the truth, but now she's going to tell him anyway. And it's after she's already lost him. Yeah, but it's bad timing all around and she's just 
literally she she i thought she called her a psycho bitch for a second i think she did i think and she like it just, she did say psycho bitch i thought she said crazy i don't know but she was literally being like the psycho in this moment and georgina's just like playing it cool like yeah i, I got exactly what i wanted <laughs> out of you and yeah serena knows the only way to get out out of this is to actually tell the truth because once you tell the truth like dan knows who you are like the story will sound believable if it is the truth so if if only she could have you know made this realization sooner then all of this could have been avoided but that is not the serena we we know and love uh, Serena's gonna make yeah. mistakes plenty of mistakes along the way so it's been so down in the dumps for like four episodes straight like a, a quarter of the season almost feels like she's just been crying i know and Serena tells Dan the whole truth finally. And Dan again is in understanding mode and assures Serena that he doesn't hate her. It's just a lot. And also says that he really, really wishes she would have just told him sooner, which is like the <laughs> understatement of the century here. He was a little too <laughs> what I've been telling you, Serena. Too like on both ends. Because mm-hmm. he seemed to dismiss like that. I don't know how long the Sarah thing in quotations occurred, but it's been at least like a couple of weeks, if not maybe like mm-hmm. a month. Like she got she got used like it was yeah it's, he too easy he got catfished essentially i know and it, like you said it's he's been like calling her sarah this episode yeah, yeah, yeah. he's yeah. so sarah Gervino, whatever he's the most gullible like, person <laughs> truly is. serena's the most naive person dan's the most gullible person that's why their relationship works but i yeah like you said it's been like two weeks to a month maybe and georgina has just been living in a hotel and not going to school during this time like georgina has so much free time in her hand to just catfish people for for... i guess that's why she's so like she just wants to cause chaos because she has nothing else to do because she's not going to school she's like oh i gotta find some way to kill time (laughs) uh to serena's credit i guess she does finally say like it's her fault but she was scared and to dan's credit he does immediately believe serena here but like you said it's kind of too easy like in this scene i i thought they were like making up it because it does seem that way that they make up yeah that was it like serena doesn't even want to hear about what happened last night because he's dan says you know listen uh georgina was here and she's like oh i don't want to hear you and georgina and vanessa just had a late night so she stayed over and that's the that's the story we'll go with and she she tells dan that mm-hmm. she'll see him at the wedding and you know it seems like it's like oh these crazy kids they're they're already patching things up dan gives her a little kiss on the forehead before before she leaves and right. also before she leaves serena has the big reveal here that she was the reason that rufus and lily had to break up because she said that she and dan were forever and so D- dan dan now knows that this was the reason that rufus and lily had to break up and so he, he's going to tell Rufus soon after this, but not yet because he has to make a phone call and he makes a phone call to Blair of all people, which is always very exciting. Yeah. And I, I have to flag this up. Dan calls Blair using his house phone, which means that he has Blair's phone number memorized. <laughs> oh. What's that about, we'll Dan? We'll get a little bit of them pairing up next season. Listen, he says he hates Blair. Why does he have his num- her number memorized? I don't know. So like we mentioned, Blair and Dan team up. We love, 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 love a Blair and Dan team up. Two of my favorite characters, two just, of the... Just such opposing personalities hanging yes. out together is so funny. And I think two, really two of the best people, like, they, they just are the best at, like, offering, like, these line readings. Like, they have the, the quickest, the quick snippy dialogue, both of them. So when they have yeah, they really do. conversations with each other, it's a lot of fun. And they call, you know, Georgina slash Sarah and get her voicemail and... A, it's just, it's very cute that Blair is kind of coaching Dan through this. Like, um, and then B, Georgina has changed her voicemail to say, hey, it's Sarah. And what, what if someone tried to actually get in contact with her? Like, what if her parents were trying to get in contact like, with her? Oh. And they're like, I hey, guess it's they Sarah. don't do that. They yeah. just don't talk to her. Is no one, no one is calling her and being like, why does your voicemail say that? And no wonder that she is the way she's just crying for attention because her parents don't even <laughs> yeah, she call has no her friends. talk to her. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, Brendan, if I called you and got your voicemail, it was like, and you're like, Hey, it's Ryan. It's Sarah. <laughs> hey, it's, hey, it's Sarah. 
<laughs> when I finally got a hold of you, I'd be like, Brendan, why do you why do you say your name Sarah in your in your voicemail? Like, oh, well, it's the weekend. You know how I go. <laughs> yeah, I'm just playing around. <laughs> Blair Blair tells Dan he did excellent work. She'll definitely call back. Dan's worried because he normally doesn't do plots, and, and Blair's like, "Don't worry, Virgin, I'll walk you through it." <laughs> and, yeah. And Blair's right. Georgina calls back immediately, and Dan continues the ruse. Tells Georgina he wants to end things with Serena and meet up with her. Um, Brendan, did did you think Georgina was buying this, like she ultimately does, or did you think she was like one step ahead of them and that she was gonna? I was a little worried. You're right. I, I thought about it and I was like, ah, she seems like she's. Once the car turned around, I had a feeling she was actually just buying it, mm-hmm. and she's like, I'm winning. But she, she had, didn't know who she was in for. Right. She had that grin on her face. She took a little while before she answered. And also, a big tip off should have been like, we are. Eight minutes into the episode at this point, maybe if they if if they you know dispose of her now, what happens for the rest? Well, of the that's episode? also true and that's, too. That's exactly I, I, I what guess happens. The, the rest of the episode is going to be the wedding, so they can actually wrap the storyline up right now. I will get to the weird pacing of this episode, but to right f- flag up this episode as the big Georgina and Blair well, face. That was part of it too. Yeah, because you, you read you actually read that yes. last week because it didn't really spoil too much for me. And remembering that, I was like. It was that the whole face off? Right, like, to flag this up it, again, the, eight minutes in. It's the big face off, and and to end it a quarter of the way into the episode, like at the end of Act One, she's just gone. Like it's so weird to have this big. Georgina is such a big presence in in the last four episodes, and then she's just gone at the end. But we will, uh, well, you know what? We'll get to that right now, actually. We because Dan it's not and, the last of her. Uh, Dan and Georgina, they're they're kind of it, it makes it seem like they are implying that they they fucked last night. That's the big question here. At this point, you think they fucked? Yes. Right. What did you? Th- yeah, what did you guys think? Did you think did you did you think that they had been fucking last night? I I went back and forth. The way he looked and he didn't yeah. say anything back to Serena when she gave him that out. He's like, okay, I like that story better than what actually happened. So I'm just not going to say a word. It seemed like they had done it. And I think right. like the old TV trope too of like that they do and then sometimes she'll show up with a baby. I watched a lot of soaps, so that's what I was like. <laughs> and I think when I probably watched it back then too, I was like very terrified oh of like that would be so on brand for Georgina too to show up with a baby that's not actually yes. her baby. Like, damn, this is yours. <laughs> Listen, you guys should uh you guys should write for Gossip Girl, I think. I feel like that's tame. Oh, that would be I, I haven't seen the new Gossip Girl, but I'm gonna assume that's even too tame if it's on hbo max like it's got to be mm-hmm. another level oh. of like it's always Listen. blown my mind nobody's oh, wow. doing coke on the show except for like yes. the parents and bad people and i'm like <laughs> i feel like that's all they would do there i don't know mm-hmm. what like whenever they show nate smoking weed i'm like oh he's what a bad boy <laughs> yeah exactly um, <laughs> Brent, brendan pervy brendan was complaining in the beginning of the episode that we don't get to see anyone fucking let me tell you that is not a problem <laughs> yeah. in the reboot there is you'll oh wow <laughs> all kinds of all, all kinds of sexual uh, all kinds of parts stuff that we're gonna see which is probably why well, as lita was saying when she was on which is why they probably had like older people in the reboot because there is uh that's good a lot at of adult content going on so um right so at least when i make my my slightly ironic creepy jokes it'll be <laughs> yeah, for people of okay. age <laughs> um so now all of a sudden dan's telling georgina that he's actually gonna go back to serena uh he he serena told him everything he believes her georgina's gonna try to think on her feet again and get out of this but uh queen bee is there blair is here and she has brought back georgina's parents who are the only people who are able to rein in <laughs> the chaos that is georgina what a- i hadn't even thought of until she brought him in I was like oh yeah i guess this girl doesn't have parents yeah. i don't even know <laughs> how old she right. is they, yeah they're they are finally here. This is I, I don't watch wrestling, but I feel like this is something like out of wrestling where all of a sudden it's just like, is that Georgina's parents coming out of nowhere? <laughs> here and then are. a third person. I there was like a bodyguard where Georgina turns to <laughs> ostensibly like maybe run away and there's just a random guy yeah. crossing his arms and I said, 
is that her dad? How did she get? How did he get on that side of her so fast? I thought but she now, had like two dads and a mom. Maybe because yeah, then it cuts back. I don't know. Her yeah, more on I, not more on that. I don't I don't care enough about that to try to contemplate what's <laughs> going on. But I I uh, normally wouldn't advocate being a little snitch like like Blair is here and tattling to someone's mommy and daddy. But uh, this is a pretty, pretty that's such a funny move. A great move by Blair. I don't think she had very many other options. It's also very funny to see Georgina squirm like this. Um, like like I said. It's obviously a great move by Blair because it works yeah. seamlessly and gets her gets her and like out Gossip of our. Girl is saying too, like the one thing she's afraid of mm-hmm. is her parents. Get, gets Georgina out of our hair uh, by the end of the first act of this episode. Who who knows the kind of damage she would have done if she was here for the wedding? Like who, who knows? What oh would have my god! There. Can you imagine but... how much better this episode could have been? <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. I thought she was going to show up somehow. Nicole, uh, girlfriend of the pod, said like, I feel like Georgina's just going to come out of the bushes at some point during this wedding. She comes out and goes. What's she going to do? <laughs> and goes. Lily fucked Rufus last night. Oh, and everyone's like, <laughs> and that's the only thing she had left are to say. you? <laughs> we all know. Like, like I said, obviously, a great, move, okay with it. obviously a great move by Blair. And this actually is a pretty funny scene. Like one of the funnier scenes in the episode. For but sure. the whole yeah. thing does seem a little anticlimactic. And like I said, going it into does. how the pacing of this is weird and how it's just like, uh, Georgina has been such a presence in the last three episodes. And Blair is just able to quickly dispose of her 10 minutes into the episode, just by calling her parents. Right. It's like, this is like a quarter, a quarter season episode arc. Yeah. That and it's just like that. 10 minutes into the episode, she's gone. It's like they wrote the finale and we're like, Oh shit, Georgina's still here. Well, all right, we're going to have to try to quickly get rid of her somehow. So, I, I'm of two minds with the conclusion here because I, I thought it was a funny I thought it was a funny conclusion I thought it was a funny scene but it is so weird where Georgina has just so much power and she's so chaotic and then Blair just makes one phone call which you know you'd think she would have been able to do this at any time or anyone would have been able to do this at any th- time just right. call her parents nothing had happened to like allow this situation to happen only now yes it's this so really could, like you said could have been done at, at any point weird and anticlimactic that like anticlimactic that they're just able to do this and able to do it so quickly and then she's gone and she's not in the last half hour of the episode and dan has no reaction yeah. whatsoever he like literally <laughs> just tells her very politely like i believe serena like gets doesn't get mad yeah. like because along with like fooling him he tricked his her, his best friend uh she probably met the family if i recur or, or like it's mm-hmm. how he just takes it so yeah. nicely like dan needs to grow a pair I guess him breaking up with Serena is like the closest we'll get to that. But it was so right. You just wanted him to tell her off. Nothing. I Ugh. think I think yeah. Dan has just had it like he just does not give a shit about anything. He's like, yeah, he's like, are you kidding? me? I have Serena over here lying to me. I have this this girl who I thought was, you know, the normal person that I could go to when Serena was being weird. It, even yeah. it turns out she is the more uh, insane person out of the two of them. So now I don't know what to do. Like, I have to distance myself from this world. This was a mistake. I don't even have it in me to react right now. I just need to end this right now. Yeah. And you know what? I, I Not even going to deal with know. her parents. Blair, you She's can wrap nap. this up for me. I am leaving. <laughs> and Blair will gladly to take the reins. Lure her to the spot at the park. <laughs> yeah. like, couldn't this phone call just have been done and then, like, her parents would take care of it? Like, they, I guess they just wanted to see it happen. Yeah. Yeah, we we had to see you know, the like, confrontation. Didn't at have least. to be there for it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the least they could give us as the viewers. Um, <laughs> but and some stuff comes up here. Apparently, Georgina apparently was in some rehab in Utah. I mean, Utah does sound terrible, so I understand her not wanting to go back there. Well, famously, I think as eagle-eared listeners know, I was conceived in Utah, so it's a pretty oh, great place. Oh wow! Oh, good so, to know. In a rehab in Utah, or just in <laughs> <laughs> a rehab in Utah? <laughs> yeah. She also she also mentions Long Island legend Lindsay Lohan here. How's that for some uh, alliteration? Long Island legend Lindsay Lohan who wow that's uh, really great according to IMDV trivia was 
originally going to play Blair Waldorf, Blair Waldorf in a Gossip Girl movie before they changed course and made it into a television series instead. So imagine Lindsay Lohan as Blair Waldorf. No. I can't imagine nope. it. I can't imagine she's not anyone even besides Leighton She's Easter. not even Serena. She's a Georgina. Right, exactly. Like, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Works. That's why the joke I works. can't imagine Lindsay Lohan as a Blair Waldorf. So glad that instead of doing the movie... Uh, they went with the TV show and we got the iconic Leighton Meester instead. But I just thought that was a bit of interesting trivia. So That's fun. Yeah. And I love when Blair gets the last laugh. Nothing I love more than Blair getting the last laugh on someone. And so she's convinced Georgina's parents to send her to some kind of boot camp reform school for troubled girls. And she caps this off with another absolutely iconic line where she says, haven't you heard? I'm the crazy bitch around here. And, you know, I have seen as... When you are someone whose brand, somewhat of his brand is that you love Gossip Girl, eventually you meet other like-minded people who also love Gossip Girl. So I have gone Christmas shopping for people to get like Gossip Girl themed gifts back when I was in, Mm -hmm. back when I was in college. And when I was looking for stuff, like this is the quote that's on a lot of stuff. Like there's t-shirts with this quote on it. There's shot glasses with this t-shirt, with this uh, quote on it. You name it. People, people love the, haven't you heard on the crazy bitch around here? Yeah. uh, You know what? Um, we just missed Christmas, but maybe maybe next year. Damn it! I'll put, Valentine's I'll put it on the list Day. Again, so. <laughs> it's literally. I, but I, instead of that, I would like one of those, and I would also like one that says "I'm Chuck Bass." That is it. Yeah, he's really establishing his catchphrase here, oh, uh, Chuck. He's, yeah, I think I passed it, few... it. I think I'm over it. You, oh, you're over it already. I think wow. I'm already over I'm, it. I, he might have said it twice in this. Episode. I'm just getting into it. It felt like he did. I'm Chuck Bass. So I think it's just so stupid. It's so funny. <laughs> it is really funny. I remember uh, like the- back in the day enjoying it, being like, "God, that is clever." And now I watch them like, "Oh God!" I think it's, <laughs> oh, no, it's just not cringing. It's not clever. It's watching it's Chuck just now. Funny. It's the problem is that like mm-hmm. we were very forgiving apparently in 2007, oh, yes. 2008. Yes, yes. And when you rewatch it, it's like I I can't anymore. That's not who I am. Yeah, and and TV's so come a long way because I have already established yep. like the the big chunk of my brain that is a Chuck Bass fanboy yep. is not going away. Like, and every time I rewatch it, I have to tell myself over again, like, Oh, Chuck is actually the worst. And then time goes by and your brain just shoves that first episode out of it. And you're just so willing to forget him. It, it does get harder and harder every time I watch it. But even so we're, we're at this point and all of a sudden I'm, I'm starting to like Chuck again. It's, it's, it's inevitable. So it's so yeah, hard. You started to have feelings this episode too. And you're like, Oh, like even Nate's like, Oh, you so you loved her. Didn't you? Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, this guy is like getting better. Yeah. And becoming a, a character, you know? I mean, I, I do hate how he ends the episode. So oh. maybe I, yeah, I, can, I can get mad at him all over again. But uh, before right. that happens, Rufus is discussing tor- his tour plans with Dan. Uh, Dan notices that Rufus wasn't home last night. And Rufus says that last night was pretty special. So, he seems to think something happened there, but Dan says, uh, "You know, I- I'm going to uh, I'm going to a wedding today. You know, the wedding, the wedding that is on everyone's mind." And Rufus apparently wasn't really aware that it was still going to happen. I guess he thought he was so good in yeah. bed that Lily would call uh, off the wedding. He could fuck away the wedding. <laughs> he could fuck away the wedding, as as rock stars can do. I think rock stars, you know, yeah. he, he he thinks he's that good that he can uh, he can make that happen. But so Dan Dan now knows since Serena told him that the heartbreak that Rufus must be going through right now that he actually you know had a former fling with Lily, but had a uh, much more recent fling with Lily that had to be broken up because of Serena. And Dan's going to tell Rufus that much now that uh, tells Rufus that, you know, he, d- he doesn't really understand exactly what happened, but the reason uh, Lily stayed away from him was because of Serena. And now this is where we can confidently say that Brendan, you were wrong. Rufus had no idea about this. R- Rufus is finding out about this now. So you are an idiot and we're wrong about that. When did I say that? When, when they, like like ten ish episodes ago. Yeah, calm down. It was like four ish episodes. <laughs> but, but when uh, oh, okay. when when Serena tells Lily to break it off, 
um, and Lily goes that to was break four, it. Four episodes ago, this feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> and when when Jeez. Lily, I think it was five, maybe I don't know, who knows? Okay. But Lily does go to break it off with Rufus, and she says she tries to explain, and Rufus says, I-, "I know why, I know why." You said famously, incorrectly, that uh, okay. Rufus said, "I know why," because he already knew that Serena had said that, like he already knew that it was because of Serena. And I said, "I really don't think so." And so I just want to say that I was right. Partially because so I've, you didn't know I've already seen at that point partially because I, I've already seen the episodes, but you were wrong. Yeah, that doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> I just want I just want you to know that I don't want you to go to bed thinking that you were right about something tonight. Is that why you want to watch this show again with someone new? So yeah. you could just feel really smart right. the whole yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, Where every time you say something wrong, I can laugh to myself and say, like, this, this, idiot. Idiot. <laughs> this idiot. This idiot. I hate so him. stupid. I hate him. <laughs> I just don't like him. <laughs> uh, Rufus is very upset. He can't even really say anything to Dan right now. But so he's going to, he's just like, thanks. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. And he's just like <laughs> in a daze as he leaves. Yeah, he doesn't even know what to do. And that's when Jesse, Jesse, Jenny and Vanessa walk out. And this is Jenny's one scene outside of the little epilogue that we get where she walks out and she's like, hey, I designed a new dress for Vanessa. And Vanessa for, is going to get to get to go to the wedding. I'm sure, Mel, you were very happy about that. And there's not a ton of either of them to do here. Vanessa's been dating Nate for a couple of weeks. She's already getting invited to the wedding. And I guess that's one way to get everyone to the big event of the week besides Jenny, of course, who gets snubbed off the invite list for whatever reason. But... Um, as I said, the big the big event of the week, the big wedding. Chuck's finishing up his best man speech. He's very confident in it, saying that there won't be a dry eye in the place. And uh, that's not the vibe he ends up going with. We'll never know what he ended up writing down. But I cannot really imagine Chuck doing sentimentals. I can't imagine him invoking tears out of everyone. And that's the- no, I mean some laughs maybe. Like everyone loves a good speech with a couple laughs. But mm-hmm. maybe then, like if you do a few laughs timed out correctly, and then you end with a nice little tearjerker, that's that's the way to do a speech. Yep. And uh, Blair. Blair's going to kind of give Chuck the debriefing of what happened with with Georgina. And I got to say, and in pretty much every episode, I mean, in every scene in this episode and other episodes, just got to point out every time that Chuck and Blair are just oozing chemistry all over the place in this episode. They, As always, they, even when they hit each other, they're yep. just so compelling together. And y- you you understand why the writers kind of like went this route and pushed them together pretty quickly into the series because they're just so good together. Everything, whether they're fighting yeah. or, you know, flirting or dancing or whatever. But Blair makes it clear to Chuck that now that Georgina's done, so are they. And she, for good measure, she kicks him in the shin, which seems a little cruel. But I, I don't mind seeing Chuck in pain, especially with how this episode's going to end up. I'm fine with him yeah, getting... Yeah, this, this uh, is the interaction that I was talking about. This, this is my joke of the episode, is this whole like, exchange between the two of them. I don't oh, have okay. like, the whole uh, the dialogue of this scene up in front of me, but just like that back and forth by itself was fantastic and then with <laughs> something mm-hmm. about her, him breaking a leg on the speech and then it kicks him in the leg he's yeah. like i think it's broken now i, th- I think i already it was did all great <laughs> yeah so I, and I, the problem with him like being becoming more likable is also that since he's becoming more and more associated with blair it just makes him better and better too because he's getting more screen time with yep. everyone's favorite yep i mean it's it's tough. I, I, when I first, the first time I watched this, I said, I don't understand why people love Chuck. That will never be me. And here we are, not even, not even done with season one. And it, y- you hate to see it. I know there are plenty of people who are able to stay strong and hate Chuck the whole way through because he is still a very, you know, toxic, gross, disgusting, pervy individual who did, uh, sexually assault two girls in the first episode of the show. <laughs> yeah. All fair points. And <laughs> he's just one of the most interesting characters at this yeah, point. Like, right. there's not a lot of interesting individuals on mm-hmm. this show so far i think that's what they, one of them. nate was supposed to be that and then they never i think they cast chase crawford with the intent of like this is our attractive guy star hawkeye but they mm-hmm. could never come up with a real story for him versus chuck you could have fun yeah. with. and then 
I think he's really like an example of we're going to put this character in and probably was meant for like an episode or two. Right. Like a small arc or, you know, maybe he was supposed to get murdered. Who knows? But then they're like, Uh God, he's great. We can't get rid of him. And I think also it's like kudos, though, to Leighton Meester, who every person that she acts along, like she does bring the best out of everybody. Like she has chemistry with every character. So like when she pairs up with Dan for like a hijinks, it's fun because like they just have chemistry. Her and Chuck have chemistry. Like everybody, except for her and Nate. There was no chemistry, but that was the point. (laughs) Exactly. That was the point. Yeah, that was all The one person she should have had chemistry with. But yeah, that's why Leighton Meester is the MVP of this entire series. She belongs in the Teen Drama Hall of Fame for the outstanding work she does with all the characters. And that's the thing. Chuck was clearly supposed to be the villain of the show, but as soon as, you know, the writers fell in love with him, they made him the worst character and then gave him all the best lines and all the best storylines. And I mean, (laughs) what what did they expect? Like they fell in love with him. Yeah even quicker than we did and just made him more of an anti-hero instead of a villain. And so that's, that is what we are left with here. So Nate, Nate arrives now. Nate and Chuck are still not on speaking terms as Nate just kind of glares at him without speaking. Very, very icy reception. And the, the captain picks up on that, gives some advice. He's like, Hey, Hey, yeah, you, you guys have been friends for a while. Whoever it is, isn't worth it. Like he says, Ugh. whoever it is, but come on, Howie, it's, it's obviously Blair here. You, no, he said you she, they, he said she, I was oh, like, of course yeah, it's yeah. the woman's fault and not their <laughs> yeah. fault. <laughs> That's true too. <laughs> yeah. Whoever she is, she isn't worth it. Like, so that's that's it on that for now. Blair Blair checks on Serena, who is just down in the dumps all episode. She asks Serena how the prenuptials are going, and Serena Serena gives my favorite kind of joke, where she says, "You'd, you'd think uh, Lily would be a pro at this by now, <laughs> because it's her fourth." Yeah, we've gotten a lot of that, like leading up to this wedding, a lot of jokes about right. how many and, times she's gotten married. And in the episode about the wedding, you can expect a lot of uh, Lily wedding, Lily marriage a lot jokes. Of jabs. So yeah. yeah, so but for whatever reason, Lily's heart doesn't seem to be in it this time. And this is just a nice scene between Blair and Serena. Uh, Serena, one of the many characters that Blair has great chemistry with. Uh, they discuss the state of Serena and Dan's relationship. It looked like it was going well, but I guess now there's you know some more that needs to be done to build up that trust again. Dan just needs to forgive Serena, and there's nothing Serena can do until that happens. So she's just going to have to be a very sad girl until then. And who, who knows when that'll happen, because it, it doesn't happen in this episode. I can spoil that for everyone who hasn't <laughs> finished the episode yet. And... So the captain meets with uh, the the sketchy guy. You know, Skechers McGee is going to come to the wedding a little too early. He's right. supposed to come during the reception. But uh, come on, Howie. You, you just got out of rehab. You're in the world's most obvious place in the world. Like, obviously, they're setting this up like you're supposed to think it's a drug deal. Uh, but even though it's not, it's obviously something sketchy is happening. And everyone else in your community is also at this event. Whatever shady business it is, like, this couldn't wait. Across I, the street. I know he wants to, yeah, I know he wants to get out of the country as soon as possible, but he doesn't even check to make sure the coast is clear. Chuck sees this is happening no. because obviously someone sees it. And he, t- like, who is this guy that Chuck tells? Like, I thought it was his driver at first because he was near his car, but I don't know if it is. Like, it's just someone. He, he just pulls a, sure. a random guy off the street and says, uh, keep an eye on Mr. Archibald. So I'm not exactly like, sure. Oh, uh, you guy, got but, it. Uh, uh, am right. I going to pay for this? <laughs> yeah. Whoever this guy was, um, he, he has a new job to keep an eye on Mr. Archibald. <laughs> So he really could have just gone in the car or right? like someone could have gone inside something besides just like they were 20 feet away from the wedding. <laughs> yeah. A lot yeah, of I, logistics such... were not considered in this episode. And we're going to have to no. rant about the wedding setup because I, I that's all <laughs> I can think about in this episode is how poorly arranged everything is. Like if anyone just used their brain and thought, yeah, let's go in this limo and exchange this. Let's not carry a manila envelope around that everyone would notice. <laughs> <laughs> And I feel bad, like, just try- I'm not trying to just go around poking holes in every aspect of this episode, but it's just, it's just, it's coming so easily. And we don't usually do that. We, we like to, like, poke fun in, in general, but, like, with love. But this one is just so, 
easy to just find all these little plot holes or not even plot holes, just like little stupid things that were easily fixable. Yeah. And it's weird because I enjoy this episode. Like I was never, yeah, there was no too. point in the episode where I was like, oh God, this story right. or, oh God, this is really happening. Like I enjoyed the whole thing, but there's, yeah, there's just a lot of weird writing and pacing and decisions that were made that kind of didn't make sense that it's just easy to kind of pick apart when you're, you know, breaking down an episode like we are right now. Right. So Lily is looking at herself in the mirror and that's when, you know, Daddy Rufus is going to come and ask if she needs a hand. A, bi- a big cut to commercial moment where he just walks in as she needs a hand. And that's going to be our cliffhanger um, for a commercial break if if this wa- was on TV when we were watching. But thankfully, uh-huh. thankfully, we watch on HBO Max. So we one got, second later. Yeah, one second later. <laughs> Rufus is back. And uh, me and Lily both wondering how he got in. <laughs> Lily, Lily thought she had security, but she should know from... Any other episode in this season that you should know that security sucks no matter where you are in the Gossip Girl universe. So yeah. Rufus is just kind of in like uh, kind of like like mystery man mode where he's just like not saying anything. He's just like, oh, what you want to kick me out? And Lily just very funny is like, I'd like the option considering how much I'm paying them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, also, yeah, nobody's in that room with her. Why is the bride just by herself right I now? I don't know how weddings work as as a bride. So I, I don't And know. I think at this point they're looking for her too. She's supposed to be up there. Yeah. She's just waiting She's around. waiting for Rufus to break up the wedding. Rufus, yeah. <laughs> it might be the fourth Rufus time. really has a lot of... <laughs> you know, like, what do you yeah. do on your fourth time? It's a little bit different. You know, no bridesmaids. But you would think like, yes, uh-huh. Serena might be there or a friend of some sort. It was... Yeah, we don't really know Lily's... Yeah friend situation but rufus really has a lot of balls showing up here he's he's ready he is ready to pull the speak now and object but lily isn't willing to go quite that far right now um i guess that talk with bart actually did work not bart bart i guess that talk with bart actually did work (laughs) on her um rufus rufus is making some good points you know he just got divorced he doesn't want to get married right away but apparently lily can't wait she's had three marriages that's not enough she needs to do this now she's like i cannot be single for any any longer i i am always married you know this about me yeah i think we all have friends like that too that just like have to be in relationships just perpetually yeah but they get broken up with it's like two weeks later i gotta find somebody she can be in a relationship with rufus they just don't have to get married right away Right, and uh, you would think you would understand Rufus's point of view too. Like we're old enough where we don't really need to be married to prove anything. Yeah. Let's just like hang out, you know. She's like, no, I I need a husband. She doesn't so want to commute she, she to Brooklyn. She, she, I'm sorry, what? She doesn't want to commute to Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Uh, she, <laughs> that makes sense. She claims here that she loves Bart not just for his money. She has enough money, but I, I don't think there's anyone in the world that uh, believes this. That uh, yeah, she does go on to say like, well, you can never really have enough money. Yeah, where Lily actually does. Love Bart. Yeah, she's like, oh, and I'm just rambling now. And Ruth's like, isn't that a good thing? Hey. And <laughs> Lily, Lily, Lily says, you know, what about Dan and Serena? And Rufus is able to talk her off that ledge kind of with just one sentence. He he pretty much just says, you know, we're 20 years in the making. And Lily's like, oh, shit, I guess you're right. We are 20 years in the making. That's a good point. Yeah, it's funny how he pulls that where usually that it's like, it's been 20 years and it hasn't worked out. Is it really ever going to work out? And sometimes it works the other way where it's like, hey, we're 20 years in the making, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't use it both ways. Yeah. We uh we finally see Eric. He's wondering where his mom is, and so that that's pretty much all we get. We get a couple of Eric scenes where he doesn't get any lines at, or barely. He, he right. doesn't actually get a couple. He just, but he just like pops in here and there. You, you like see him. He's there. You go, yay, Eric! Yeah, he had it. like two lines. Uh, Vanessa and Dan. Vanessa and Dan show up late. Vanessa finds her seat while Dan talks to Serena. Uh, Dan, Dan tells Serena that he didn't sleep with Georgina, but he might as well have. And uh, <laughs> it's terrible wording. Yeah, we don't exactly know what he means by that i guess really because serena's gonna be whisked away right away by the by this wedding planner guy who's just like very 
very excited this whole episode just like <laughs> taking serena away from dan bunching them back up together to force them to dance right, later. Them dance together yeah. <laughs> this guy really... it would have been funny if dan just started rambling it was like we didn't sleep together but we might as well have. you know we did like hand stuff oral, <laughs> then we thought about doing it i i i went in for a minute but i pulled right out like it just like goes into this like okay dan that's i've heard enough i don't want to hear it yeah brendan do you want to do you want to go over the bases again in case anyone in case anyone <laughs> well yeah recently we talked about the bases and I, I was pretty unsure about them i don't think i've ever actually fully gone home myself <laughs> yeah and i guess dan doesn't really uh doesn't really know the bases either because if not yeah, he probably me and dan are on the same page yeah, he would have said uh listen Zarina, i didn't sleep with her but i did get to third base and got thrown out trying to steal home so that's <laughs> right so i touched a boob <laughs> very good <laughs> doesn't get it so uh more rufus and lily rufus asks if she if she's sure she wants to do this they both say i love you to each other and they really make it seem here that they're going to run away together did did either of you for for this split second like they're trying to imply think that oh rufus has talked her into leaving the wedding and that's what's about to happen right now no. Well, they didn't really give us much of a chance to because they just go, yeah. I love you. Now go get married. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it felt like a real, like a, I, a friend I love you where it's like, all right, mm-hmm. let's go. Let's move along. I think he kind of knew. It's the yeah. end game. Yeah. This is us. Like we had one last bang. Let's, you know. Literally. Let's cut it off. Yeah. Yep. Literal bang. And, you know, let's go head out on our respective new lives. Yeah. A lot of kind of a lot of fake outs in this episode. They're not they are not going to run away together. Rufus tells her to have a great wedding and try not to drip over anything. Uh, kind of a bummer. You know, most people are rooting for this relationship. And, it, you know, Lily's going to go through with this wedding. They're speaking of uh, chemistry, you know, their chemistry is still still radiating right now. As Lily says, you know, luckily she's done this before. Another <laughs> another great joke. Yep. You know, they, they go to this well often, and it's because it, it's because it works. You know, don't fix what yeah. isn't broken. You've got some good material here. You might as well use it. I mean, this is the big opportunity. That's why she's so unfazed by all of this too, and doesn't right. feel bad. She's like, well, it's just another wedding. It's just another what does it really mean? This is another. This is just another weekend for me. Yeah. Uh, Vanessa finds her seat next to Nate, and Blair says to the complete stranger she's sitting next to, she's like, oh, how rude. Can you believe how late she is? Which got a big laugh at me. <laughs> that <laughs> was my favorite joke. But I was also like, I'm sorry, you're all going to this wedding, and none of you sit together. You're a group of friends. You are like weird. finding, so, you are going to find yeah. the one part. Like, I've gone to weddings where I'm like in a group I don't know, maybe, and I have to find, it's like, who is the one person I know? And let me go sit next to them. Right, Blair's sitting next to a stranger here, and that she has to complain to about how late Vanessa is. It's very strange. <laughs> Most recently, at a, a friend of the show Molly's wedding, mm-hmm. uh, we were at a table where there were a couple of random couples that weren't a part of our Daniel Street friend group mm-hmm. that straight up got up and left us. Like we were, we, <laughs> oh. <laughs> we were so uninteresting to them that the people that felt uncomfortable just <laughs> left Rude. the whole wedding altogether. Listen, they they heard what we had to say and they didn't like it and they they left. <laughs> they said, surely there must be some better people here that we can sit in here. I think we saw one of the couples actually get up and go to the table next to us too. <laughs> so we we get the big here comes the bride moment. Uh, if Bart is getting emotional here, he certainly doesn't show it. We mentioned it before, but the, the man has a great poker face always. He does not show emotion at all. That's his only face, honestly, is that yeah. poker face. Yeah, Eric once said he has one face that scares me. <laughs> so. Gossip Girl has a voice over here, and I have to flag up. She, at one point, she says, someone pass a hanky to S and D. So Dan is no longer Lonely Boy, apparently. He's he's now D. Has he finally made it? Wow. I, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah, do we? I, ha- I was confused when she said it, because I had never heard anyone say just like his first initial. Yeah, so he's like, always been SND. Lonely Boy. Does this oh, mean that he is an yeah. insider now? He is part of the uh, the Upper East Side, finally? He, he now gets the first name initial treatment? Wow. Do we change our name of the podcast to 
I was thinking D, that we're no longer boys. We're no <laughs> these boys. We are no longer <laughs> the lonely boys. We're, we are the D. We are the, we are the D. On the D. Oh, God. Welcome to welcome to the D. <laughs> no. Yeah, actually, if you hey, say yeah. S and D very quick, it sounds more like you're S- abbreviating yeah. things. S- right. S- I, that really took me off guard. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome to the D. We <laughs> the D boys we'll are S and D any minute now. <laughs> I'll try that out for the next episode. See if it see if it goes over well. For <laughs> the next season. So Dan is sitting with someone he knows uh, when he's eating. He's sitting with Serena and asks Serena how the food is. And Serena, again, very mopey and quiet in this scene and not getting a lot out of her. Chuck whispers something, or Chuck's guy, whoever he may be, whispers something to Chuck. And Chuck leaves the table to talk to Nate. Uh, Nate's in denial here at, for, here at first because he really wants to believe that his father's clean and is not up to any shady business. And he's like, Chuck, you don't know what you're talking about. But Chuck actually apologizes here and says he was in love with Blair, which is kind of like the magic words that Nate was just waiting to hear. Because to this point, Nate kind of just thinks that Chuck just stole Blair from or just like fucked Blair as soon as they broke up just for fun. Like he had no feelings for her and this was just another. Like knowing yeah. Chuck, Chuck was, the way he was. Yeah, yeah. for Chuck. But now, now that he knows that now that he's heard Chuck say that he loves Blair, it, it kind of makes it different for Nate. And so at this point, and now he hears that, and now um, just, just, just the, the switch is flipped, and now he kind of believes Chuck is at least willing to listen to what he has to say about his dad. Um, it might be a friend, and it might be actually trying to help him. And Nate catches the limo just as it's leaving and confronts his dad. Uh, but his dad wasn't buying drugs, though. He has a passport, and he is fleeing the country. Uh, I still feel like this could have waited until after the wedding. And if not, if he like literally had to leave this minute because the feds were like on his tail again or something, then why did he even go to the wedding in the first place? <laughs> Barely it dressed is so up. Weird. <laughs> it is so weird to commit to going to the wedding if you are going to leave during the wedding and try to flee the country. And again, if you think that's a way to occupy Nate, like Nate hasn't been near you in months. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't live with you, so you could have left him anytime. He needed to get one last sprint in the park with Nate. <laughs> I guess so. He was playing he was replaying all the old memories as he was running with him. Yeah. Trying to get that one last uh Jabba outing that they could watch together. <laughs> he he tells what Nate he tells Nate that he's gonna be a much better father from Dominica than from jail. So obviously the captain actually doesn't have any faith in him winning this trial and is just going to abandon his son. There's no, his mom has already abandoned his son, her son, for no reason. Now uh his dad who at least has more of a reason to do it, but Nate has no one here. He is living by himself. And I don't know how he's paying for the house. You have to imagine that if his dad is fleeing the country like he's not going to be able to pay for the house that he's living in. Like, what is what is what is yeah, I don't know Nate's parents' plan for Nate? Nate Nate's dad says, "Oh, I'm going to be able to be a better father from you if I'm not in jail, and hey, I'm out sure? of the country." Like, that's great to say, but like, what's the plan? Like, before, like, listen, listen, Dad, the captain. Before you leave, I want to hear what your plan is to me to be a good father to me because I am not buying yeah. it right now. And then because the wife is still involved too, like she can't just stay in the Hampton house and assume she's going to be fine just because she's not living with. Like, don't don't tell her that. I think that's just her plan. <laughs> yeah, like once he flees, is that not like a problem? And then they start investigating well, further. I don't know what comes up. Yeah, in the yeah future, like they're going to come to they're going to come to Nate's house and be like, uh, "We have a warrant for your father's arrest." And Nate's going to be like, "I don't know where he is." And they're going to be like, "All right, well, you know, if he comes back, just let us know. And uh, if not, have a good day. <laughs> See you, Nate. See you, Nate. Have fun, fucking Blair." I will. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? So yeah, uh, he's 
down to just abandon his son. This guy stays just sucking all over Good the place. Good riddance. Even before- still, I think maybe a little bit better than his wife. I think his wife is still more of a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At least, uh, yeah, at least his dad By did kind of show up right now and kind of. Uh, Say at the very least, he left a note. He told Nate that he left a note. I left, uh, what are you doing here? I left a note. I left a note. Like where? Where did you leave the note? Like, <laughs> on on my table at the wedding. Is Vanessa reading it right now? Like what's? It? I think he said at home. So he was just gonna go. Whatever. Did he go I, all I the way care. home, like, or was it there before? I don't know. He, uh, even before, I had forgotten that Nate just clocks him at the end of the scene, and uh, so oh, even before we punch. get to that, I I was thinking I was like Nate should just punch him right now. So I was very happy. Uh, with I, was, I was saying punch him, punch him. Yeah. So. uh he tries he tries to say that like Nate Nate tries to say, you know, we'll get through the trial, but how he knows he's guilty, he can't uh do this, so and and Nate goes, So all this stuff about things looking good and working out, huh? Like like clearly like, oh, so that was just a lie. And he should have also just to further make him feel guilty, just be like, And what about Jabba pitching lights out? Was that just a lie too? <laughs> like, actually, son, yes, yes, he is not going to be good for the Yankees, unfortunately. <laughs> Jabba rules more like Jabba sucks. <laughs> Wow, Dad! I can take you <laughs> fleeing the country, but Jabba Chamberlain, you really lied. To- <laughs> uh, Nate, the one, the one Jabba Chamberlain fan that listens to the podcast is loving this episode. <laughs> Nate asks, Nate asks, "What about mom?" And how he's like, "Who the fuck do you think is paying for my private plane? Like, your mom doesn't give a shit about you." <laughs> yeah. So, like, how bad do you guys feel for Nate here? This guy just cannot catch a break with his family. I know, and you feel bad for him all series long, but you go through peaks and valleys with it. But like, this is like an all-time low for him. For me, feeling for I just felt so bad, and then like he doesn't end up with Vanessa at the end of this. And you've, it, by the end of the episode, he's just like walking the streets of uh, Manhattan, like with no absolutely nobody. <laughs> yeah. Before just he's an orphan the now. Yeah, the writers, with living fu- just, the writers just fuck up everyone's life in this episode for whatever reason. They they really wanted the clean slate going into season two. They, they don't want Honestly, to be hampered with anything. Nick's not like on coke also by the end. I was going right? to say it is truly amazing like how he's so well adjusted and he's not just like another Chuck type walking around. Like Chuck is still. Yeah is always like well composed keeps his cool very nice to everyone around him um and yet he not saying like he would have an excuse to be a shitty person because of his family life but i, I wouldn't be, be surprised. surprised exactly so H- how he puts it on nate now and tells him that he needs to he needs to step up now and be the man of the family for him and his mom and you know here we go not not only does nate get the zinger in that it's been that way for a while now that he's been the man of the mm. family but when how he tries to stop him nate just turns around and clocks him in the face um, he ruins it a little for me when he says that's for mom because obviously his mom doesn't give a shit about him or <laughs> yeah, anyone no. else. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, yeah, he punches him and goes, "That's for mom." Like, like no, your mom's how he just worse. said that his mom's the one paying for the private plane for him to flee the country. Wasn't his mom <laughs> going to turn Nate in for cocaine instead of her right, husband? Yeah. Nate, your mom's not on your side. You didn't do. You didn't do. Like when like, I guess when mom finds out about this, remind the, the audience that he's still stupid. Yeah. <laughs> When Nate's mom finds out about this, she's going to get mad at Nate, probably. She's going to be like, why did you punch your father? He's already going through so much. Right. <laughs> but but he did finally punch him. And finally got him back for when Howie punched him in the face. And um, I, I, I love the punch. I, I even said when it happened, I went, yes, 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 yeah. yes. I was so yep. excited when it happened. Very exciting punch. And Chuck gives Nate a knowing look, having watched the whole thing. But Nate... At, this exact moment still doesn't talk to him. We'll we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, we have to get some Blair and Vanessa. And Blair tries to sh- throw shade at Vanessa a little by saying, uh, Nate, Nate must not be a fan of fish or his date. And Vanessa fires back with, Blair, I'm with Nate, and you're at the singles table. Deal with it. Like, she's, she's so mean. <laughs> I don't seem also out of play. I don't know what, this, what was accomplished in this scene. I agree, because they threw the scene in just... For uh, Blair to shit on Vanessa a little bit, which I appreciate, but it it does kind of <laughs> feel a little out of place. Like we didn't really need it, 
so I have two things. Yeah, I was like, what, what was like? Nothing had been happening between Blair and Vanessa at this at this point. Well, I wonder exactly. go over there and just like shit on. Do you her. think that that was like supposed to be putting doubt in Vanessa's mind so that her and Nate end things? To jump well, ahead, I, so, you know, I like, think so. That could be. But because, also, I just yeah. need to complain about why would they put again? Let's go back to the seating arrangement. Why would you not put <laughs> yes. a group of friends together at a table and instead put a sixteen-year-old girl at the singles table and not right. with? That is, I don't so understand. Weird. Like the I need to talk to the wedding planner who all he cared about. Mm-hmm. He didn't get any lowdown about any gossip to make it uncomfortable. I, this wedding was poorly yeah. arranged. That's all he I said. Who's, he said, who's single? Who's single? Who's not single? All the singles? All right, I'll put them together. Right. I don't care. Like, Brendan, you mentioned- yeah, the they're w- not single adults. They're single children. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. She's at the children's Brendan, you table. You, you mentioned the wedding that we both recently went to. Um, I was single at that wedding. I was not sitting at a singles table. I was no. Sitting no. With, with my, you're, I was sitting with our friends. Yeah, they squeeze. Friends. You're yeah. squeezing. That's what I call myself, is that like, if it's a table for 10, they go, that's crazy. It's a table for 11. That's the me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so we had two squeezes, so I think you're technically dating Pete. That day. <laughs> I dare you. I was not. I was not dating Pete. We are just both uh, eternally single, as it as it turns out. Um, but like you said, Mel, to your point, Blair. It seems like Blair's trying to kind of scare off Vanessa uh, from Nate by saying that Nate is in love with Serena and that uh, Vanessa must already know how that feels. But I think that does make sense as something to flag up as a reason they that Nate and Vanessa end up breaking it off. If that's the reason they end up breaking it off, which is not because we don't get that scene no. where, where this comes up and and Vanessa breaks it off with Nate. I don't even believe that Vanessa did break up with Nate. I think as it stands, Nate broke up with Vanessa. Like like you said, we didn't see the scene, so we don't exactly know how it ends. So this uh, scene just feels out of place because it never really yeah. comes up again. So at best, it's what Mel's saying is like this somehow connects to the breakup, but even so, not really. They had a lot of the writers had a lot of ideas for this episode and just only decided to go through like fully follow like a couple of them all the way through. Right. Back to Nate and Chuck. Nate thanks Chuck and he actually apologizes. I feel like Nate uh, had nothing to apologize for, but it is it is a nice moment between bros here. So Nate Nate's even smiling at the thought of Chuck saying I love you to Blair. He can't even picture it. Like this is not the Chuck that that Nate knows. So Nate Nate says he doesn't think he's going to go back into the wedding. But to tell Vanessa, and then before he can finish, Vanessa comes out to interrupt. Chuck gives a little wink, goes inside to give them a moment, and then Nate f- tells Vanessa it's a long story, but Vanessa has time, which makes it seem like Vanessa did not care about what Blair said to her, and that she was. Well, yeah, exactly. She's in right. this with that makes Nate. Total so. sense. Um, yeah, yeah, that that little scene there kind of wipes out everything. Yeah, yeah that's a good exactly. Point. Like, okay, she's in for the long haul here, so it seems. We so, don't it, need, so it seems. We don't need to see Vanessa's but, dress anymore, which is. <laughs> the ugliest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Jenny mm-hmm. Humphrey should be ashamed of what Jenny she put out that there. Up. That was so, an embarrassment. I'm glad you did mention that because I am like, like I always say, I'm not one to really uh, talk about fashion or notice fashion. I do notice when Chuck has a wacky outfit on that I always right. love. But besides that, but when Jenny said, "How do you like my latest design?" and Vanessa walked out, I was like, "Oof, okay." Um, so I, I'm glad that I was kind of correct in, in thinking like this was this was a very interesting interesting design for yeah it was a really tough orange hue mm-hmm. and I don't know, I don't think she should have gotten an internship honestly no I think they have to revoke it like they go to the wedding and someone goes that should have been like a Gossip Girl post which is like did you see what Vanessa was wearing it's a Little J original and then they recall her internship who are you wearing I'm wearing Little J right now it's a Little J original but at least uh, at least our boys Nate and Chuck are back together yep. That at least yeah, that one, I'm glad. I, and it's funny when 
they talk about how Chuck loves or did love Blair at that moment in time when they had that fight and does now in this episode again. Um, Nate doesn't seem to be bothered at all because he never truly loved Blair. Exactly. Once once he found out that Chuck loved her, he was like, oh, okay, well, if Chuck yeah, loves great. her and I don't, then this is, nice. you know, I just want you to be happy, buddy. Like, he, he's yeah. so quick to actually just All be settles. happy about this now. So, yeah. uh, you know, what what I guess... You know, he, he got all his anger out in that one punch with his dad. It really healed him. It was very therapeutic. Yeah. So Dan now finds Serena still being a, a sad girl sitting down. And I, like, I know why Serena said it, but I don't know exactly what's gotten into her because she is not taking any of this well. She's like, based on where she was one episode again ago, she should kind of be jumping for joy because she's a lot closer to getting Dan back here than she was with Georgina in the picture. But she is even sadder than she ever has been. Yeah, it seems like hearing about... Uh, <laughs> Dan getting thrown out at home, like, really threw her for a loop. And just hearing that out loud, even though she kind of knew. Well she, well, she thought worse, honestly. So right. that should have made her feel a little bit better, but I guess it did not. Yeah. She she tells Dan, she's like, I don't care what happened with Georgina. I, I don't want to break up with you. And Dan's like, yeah, but maybe I want to break up with you. And <laughs> I, I knew I knew them making up at the beginning of the episode was too good to be true. It was... Yeah. It, it couldn't stand. And... That was the only, like, the well-paced thing of this episode. Like, yeah. Oh, they're going to make up in the beginning. By the end of this, they have a lot more to work on. Yes. And I get where Dan is coming from here. Because, obviously, like, he lets her know that yeah, she totally. lied to him and it was so easy for her. And, like, obviously, he doesn't want to still be with someone that can so easily lie to him. But at the same time, uh, Dan's really going to let it let go of, like, the it girl here. Like, th- this girl has been stalked. He's been stalking and obsessing over her for three years now. Like, at the start of the series, it was two years. Now, another year has gone by. So, it's three years now. And and then what? Like, this is the best thing that ever happened to him. Maybe maybe you, she give her another. Ch- maybe she give her another chance. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think? I get, I get both of those points. I feel like I would be kind of exhausted right now, but now it's kind of all settled. Um. So, like you said, him finally getting this it girl, you can't really get much better than that. Being the boy from Brooklyn, you're you're at your peak. Everything's all figured out now. I would just say maybe take a couple of days off from each other yeah. and then reconvene and try and just start yeah, over. Get some space. Like, I don't know, because mm-hmm. rightfully right. so, like she lied uh, and came up with like escalating lies to distract him from, you know, all of her other trauma. But like he it's just a mess. Just take a couple of days. Get your head straight. Not at a wedding. Don't break up with somebody at or before a wedding. He, I mean, yeah. she looked glum during the wedding because he did say, like, basically, I probably, like, I probably went to third base with a girl <laughs> while we were still dating. Yeah. Like, of course, she's going to be glum, but she's yeah. weird. Everything's out on the table now at this point, at least. Yeah. Take a yeah. few Just days. Think. Get a week. Take a get break. A Go on a break. Who cares? Like, right. What are the odds of something like this happening again? I mean, in, in a teen drama like yeah. Gossip Girl, higher than most yes. situations. But still, what are the odds? Like, th- this is the worst it's ever going to be. Serena thought she killed someone and then lied to cover it up. Y- you got to think she learned her lesson a little bit. I- at least I would. <laughs> that situation is not going to come up again. <laughs> at least I would hope so. Everyone is going <laughs> to, to go express back to the well. their like, feelings. First, first major storyline of season two is Serena thinks she kills another person. Yeah. One can hope. <laughs> the end of the season goes... I killed someone. <laughs> That's how we go into season two. Uh, so Dan, Dan repeats back everything that's happened in the last few episodes. Everything that we've been so upset about Serena for. And Serena just says, you know, I thought you'd understand. Which, come on, Serena. That's that's the best you can do here. This, yeah. this is do or die right here. You're fighting for your relationship. And you you have nothing to come back with. And Dan, Dan says that he is the most understanding person in the world. Which, man, what a brag on Dan's part. Is he? <laughs> Very modest. Right. 
I don't think which is, is. I think it's not really so on on brand for him because everyone also talks about how judgmental he is. Like those two yeah. things. Can you be super understanding and also very judgmental at the same time? I don't know. According to Dan, apparently he can. And again, Dan Dan is in the right. I just think that maybe he he should personally give her another chance. You know, he should just give her another chance for him. For him, if yes. he if he wants to still be happy with the it girl, the girl that he's been in love with for for his whole life, like maybe maybe just you know a little break would be nice. Yeah, because those so, feelings don't totally go away just because someone yeah. lied to you a bunch. Yeah. So Serena calls back to to the second episode of the series and says, you know, they're exactly back where they started at uh, the Bess's brunch. And I feel like that's not exactly true, but I, I get the point she's trying to make. So uh, they're all it, it different like... tables. So they're not like yeah. brunch. <laughs> yeah. At least at brunch, Bart had the sense to keep all the friends together. Exactly. Get whoever's hire whoever's doing the brunches <laughs> for the Basses should be doing weddings. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, get that planner. Oh, Been God. saying it for years. So it, it looks like <laughs> we're getting the big breakup scene. And um, I get we, we know. Me and me and Brendan have been pretty pro Dan and Serena. Mel, up until this point, have you been a big uh, Dan and Serena shipper at all? Oh, very pro Dan and Serena. That's why Georgina okay. gave me such stress because nobody yeah. wants to see yeah. the third party succeed in any of these triangles. So, and they had. I mean, I know you talked about it on the pod before that they were dating in real life, which I forgot. Um, they mm-hmm. were like. It just seemed like they were constantly just making out on set and then filmed it sometimes. Yes. Like they had it built in their contract that <laughs> yeah. one out of every four scenes must be a makeout scene. Like they have phenomenal them. physical chemistry and like their banter oh, yeah. is good too. So like I definitely want to see them end up together. And I would assume, just based on the premise of the show and everything, I feel like they're probably considered endgame, but I honestly am not like a hundred percent sure if they will end up. That's together. what it feels in this moment too. It feels yeah. like, okay, we had fun with them. They feel very like how like a Ross and Rachel where they start off in the first season kind of together and then you you figure by the end of the season the end of the series they're meant to kind of land together. Yeah, like you can't have like, them together the whole time. It's like not right. fun. And much like Ross and Rachel, they, like should, they should they should go on a break. It. Yeah. Go on a break. Okay. That is the one thing I know about friends. Just kidding. I know a couple more things. <laughs> I feel like I feel like most people are uh are pro Dan and Serena as a couple, at least that we've talked to so far. So th- this must be a tough scene. Even the people that yeah. aren't so pro Dan right. still like the couple as, as as a duo. Listen, you can hate Dan, you can hate Serena, but you could still love when they're together, bringing out the best of each other. So there's also not much better. Got to be got to be a tough great. scene for a lot of people. Brendan, how are you holding up? Uh, it was tough to watch, but it was it was earned at least, and yeah. I'm hoping that there's uh, a bright future for them still well, to come. I agree. So a lot of this season has been who's going to get to date, Dan and Serena, Rufus and Lily. And now it looks like the answer is neither of them. So how depressing. Um, Chuck <laughs> Chuck finally gets to give his big speech. He immediately he starts the speech and like immediately starts like shouting. He's like, Bart is a bass man. That's a bass man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have a lot of problems with the volume of this particular speech. <laughs> That's so funny. It that like, goes through three different levels of it. It does. And he ends up whispering by the end. I'm like, there's no chance anyone's hearing <laughs> he him. He starts through. loud and gets very quiet. At first, I was like, take it down a notch, Chuck. You don't need to. <laughs> It's, it's really like get easy, buddy. Like he's right next to Bart, and he's shouting yeah. in his ears. He's like, "My dad, and then he, the he, Bart man." Yeah, he eventually he goes into his his Chuck crooning like this by the end of the speech. <laughs> death, like, death no cab, one's gotten that, buddy. Right, Death Cab for Cutie starts playing in the middle, and we get the classic move that happens in probably I think every single TV show that's ever um, included any kind of presentation like this. Chuck sees something that inspires him, which in this case is Blair, and it causes him to put down his note cards and start speaking from the mm-hmm. heart. Classic. So, at, literally every single show says Serena. Serena actually returns in the middle of the speech, and Lily sees that she's upset and holds her hand a little. So I liked I like that touch from Lily being a good mom here. But yeah, uh, what what you guys think of Chuck's speech? 
Oh, it was wonderful. Not bad. I was just <laughs> really distracted by the volume again. <laughs> yeah, that's. I did actually have to rewatch it because I wasn't paying attention to what he was saying at first. I was paying attention to everything else. So I have to say, nothing special, but pretty good for coming up with it like day of and then improvising halfway through. Except at one point, there is some like weird harassment undertones where he's saying like, as a Bart's man, he, <laughs> we, we're all about this, perseverance. Yeah. So the, the lesson of this is is never give up, even if the object of your just affection, like my daddy taught yeah, me. Never give up, even if the object of your affection is begging you to which even the way it is phrased like that (laughs) like everyone at the table laughs at that but i was like oh that's especially coming from you chuck just like me in season one with those two girls yeah that is a very strange so i i think uh he is improvising so i think if he cut that line it'd probably probably be better but uh we kind of knew what he meant a little bit but just very poorly delivered from the wrong person (laughs) yeah but it goes over very well. Even Blair has to smile. So he's winning. He's winning over Blair in real time here. So. Yeah. And isn't that all that matters? Like, sure, oh, yeah. it's about his dad. But really, this mm-hmm. was, this yeah. was a and love poem. We immediately. I was impressed. He was. And we immediately go to uh, Chuck and Blair sharing a dance. And I-, I like this scene a lot. Chuck acknowledges that he said awful things to her. But first of all, he doesn't even apologize for them. I had actually forgotten that Chuck had Just said like all this all this terrible stuff about Blair and I got pissed all over again. And until this, I was rooting <laughs> for them to get back together. And then at this point, I was like, wait a second. No, Chuck, apologize to her. And then maybe I can I can get on board with this. But you yeah. you were an asshole to her last time you guys were uh, together. So Like really bad. He even mentioned like yeah, some stuff that was even kind of bad for me. Yeah. And it was. It was terrible. But unfortunately, their chemistry is still undeniable so as they, as they share a yeah. kiss at least one couple's getting some action here which we didn't get to see <laughs> uh dan is dan's trying to leave but the random random wedding guy is back to to force oh. dan and serena to dance with each other uh dan apologizes but serena is I, I don't think there's another way to describe her she is lifeless at this point she all the life from her face and eyes is, is de- like she is uh, dead eyed yeah. right here she just said she says just smile and then she just sways back and forth, and she is she is drained emotionally, physically, mentally. She is yeah, honestly some good acting. She yeah. is a shell of her former self in this scene. It is so it is sad. almost frightening. Yeah, it's have ve- you been in this sort of situation before? Like not this exact, but like the kind of public display of just like you, you have to kind of pull it together when you're just not feeling it at all, but you have to just like kind of show face in the moment. I just I, I felt like they did a good job of showing how that feels. Yeah, they really did. I. I'm sure that I have been. I can't think of anything off the top yeah. of my head, but um, that, that's why. I was going to say whenever I'm at Nicole's parents' house and I have to pretend to love her. Oh, I had, <laughs> see, I had it where I actually had to go to a wedding like a couple weeks after a breakup and that was not fun. So the fact that he dumped Oof. her during at a wedding, wedding. Yeah. is next level. It actually reminds me of, <laughs> I will name no names because uh, it's many years ago, but um, there was a couple in high school and he dumped her at the prom and then we all still had the after party and that was extremely uncomfortable <laughs> Oof. oh god yeah but um on the other side of the coin here chuck is just so fucking into blair right now and yeah. I, I obviously i can't blame him who, who wouldn't be but he, he was so but it's funny because not that long ago he was he seemed to be so done with her yeah he was like, yeah i'm not interested in you anymore yeah but you know he can't he can't kid himself anymore he's he loves her yeah the the wedding guy leaves now, but all of a sudden Dan doesn't want to let go of Serena, so he just wants this one last dance and to have all the feelings kind of come back. Because again, yeah, the feelings are still there. Right. So this this continues to get kind of more emotional as everyone leaves the dance floor except for Dan and Serena, and that's kind of how we leave this, and then we're going to flash forward to one week later. So that's the last thing we see in this timeline is, is the dance. And I thought they did a good job with both Dan and Serena and Blair and Chuck showing kind of the two sides of it with the 
end of Dan and Serena's relationship and how emotional that kind of was. And then the what should have been the beginning of Blair and Chuck's relationship, which they really seem to be pushing for in this scene, which is weird that in a few minutes that relationship will be over t- soon too, but we, we will get to that, I guess. But this scene specifically, I, I liked to see both relationships, one on the upswing, yeah. one on the downswing and the emo- it was a emotions good of both of them. Yeah. Um, I liked it. We're all in agreement right now. You like this scene too? Yeah. They're giving us a little bit of positivity before we're wrapping for summer. So you can't be like super depressed that nobody is, yeah. you know, nobody's together. It's a little hope. Maybe it's so weird. Yeah. It, it looks like kind of, Everyone broke up, Rufus and Lily, Dan and Serena, and in a few seconds, uh, Vanessa and Nate out of nowhere, and Blair and Chuck is the the last couple standing. Like, they are the ones that we are meant to root for here. So, let, let's get into it. Let's flash forward to one week later. Jenny calls Rufus, and I was like, oh yeah, Jenny. Like, I really wish we could have found a way for Jenny to be at the wedding here, and it would have been very easy to do so, but mm-hmm. Jenny wasn't here at all last week, and now we spend most of our time without her in the finale. Like... It sucks. I love Jenny. Why? I want her here in the home stretch of the season. Right. It's like she's petered off in this season. She's been having a lot of action lately. I, I It's very annoying. But we're we're back to kind of the adorable version of Little Jay. And Jenny has called Rufus to tell him that she received her f- reply from this big internship she applied to. Um, did we know she was applying to an, in, uh, an internship? I don't nope. think we did. No. <laughs> so I have so many questions. First. I certainly didn't have any internships while I was still in high school, let alone finishing my freshman year of high school. Is this a thing? I mean, I don't think uh, so. I guess it could be. But I don't know. I'm not in fashion either. It Jenny is on TV. I feel like right, internships yeah. in high school are always like a TV thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. And so, at Parsons, it's like a very prestigious design school. I would just think there's a lot of people like attending Parsons that could use the internship because they're going to start to work in like a year and a half as opposed to yeah. a 14-year-old girl. So, yeah. <laughs> just turned 15. Uh, and secondly, Jenny like didn't know where she was going to be placed as an intern, I guess, until she opened the envelope. Like, I don't know how this works, but... Like a dorm. It was a dorm assignment. Yeah, yeah. She's like, it's like, oh, where? Oh, you got the internship? Great. Where will you be interning? I don't know. I haven't opened it yet. Well, honey, where like, the what, fuck did you, you apply, apply to? to like, wait, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean you don't know? But yeah, so we find out that Jenny will be interning with Eleanor Waldorf Designs. And this this should be very fun. Jenny has recently sub- surrendered to Blair, but now she is like part of the family company. So uh, they just can't get away from each other. So I, I do no. I do like it, this. It almost like Blair had something to do with this, too. <laughs> now, that, that would be a fun revelation. Um, what about I, the I fact that the- Jenny shoplifted from her store? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's gonna show. She's gonna show back You're up. You're gonna for, pay back that know, time. She's gonna show back up to her to her internship, and the like security guards are gonna be like, "Oh, aren't you her daughter? Isn't that what you told us?" God, that would be like, such uh, good yeah. writing. They won't, <laughs> um, but that'd be great. No. I uh, I love that here. Rufus goes, "Oh, uh, Eleanor Waldorf, isn't that Blair's mom?" Oh, um, yeah, Rufus. yeah, Rufus. Obviously, not only do they have the same last name and everything, but like Eleanor Waldorf is very famous. You you know that <laughs> you went to her mom. house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, <laughs> you went to one of her parties. What are you talking about, Rufus? Honestly, this this tracks because yeah. I feel like dads are just so clueless. <laughs> That's true. So, um, and now we get a Blair and Serena scene, and Blair Blair is you know over the moon right now. It tells Serena that Chuck has invited her in his father's private plane. They're going to go to Tuscany. Uh, Serena's kind of... Yeah, she swooned. Yeah, oh, she, very much. And she's not even shy about it anymore. Serena's, like, prying, wants to know what the deal is. And she says... Uh, Blair Blair says, Chuck brings out the worst in Blair, but Blair brings out the best in Chuck. So, what a dynamic there. But, like I said, Blair, Blair head over in heels in love with Chuck. Uh, not shy about it at all. Even when Serena's, like, jokingly being grossed out every time Blair mentions it, she's, like, not shying away from it. She's like, oh, you know... She, 
I I need Chuck right yeah, they're now. They're best friends, I yep. guess. They they're she's over it at this point. It's very clear that Serena's very happy for her uh for her BFF yeah. in this moment, so that's sweet. And so because of this, it looks like Serena's gonna have to spend the summer with no Blair and no Dan, which is very sad. You know, we've been very critical yeah. um of Serena, but my heart still breaks for her a little because you know Yeah, she, we still I still like her. Yeah, she did this to herself, but I don't want to see her like sad and lonely. Lonely girl. No. She's too cute. Well, yeah, lonely girl. Dan got uh nah. upgraded to D, but now it's, Serena's gonna have to downgrade to Lonely Girl. Maybe we'll replace me as a host for next season and do Lonely Girl. Oh, thank God, finally. <laughs> We're still going to use your podcast feed, though. So, and you, <laughs> yeah, you still have to do all the editing and producing. I'll edit. so, yeah. So, yeah, no problem. <laughs> but you are getting kicked off, just to let you know. I, I <laughs> um, figured. Chuck and Nate have a have their bro phone call on the other side. We we got the Blair and Serena side. Now we got a nice Chuck and Nate uh, phone call here, where where Chuck also tries to downplay their their trip together, him and Blair. But Nate also nonchalantly says that uh, he thinks his time in Brooklyn is over with, meaning that uh, he and Vanessa broke up off screen. We're getting breakups left and right here. They're just ending everything. I, I It's very funny to me that Vanessa got the breakup that she deserves off screen and not a part of the narrative. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> a fitting breakup for, for Vanessa. Like, I, I'm kind of like, it is weird that we didn't get the scene, but I'm kind of glad that we didn't waste our time watching this. True. And it's just a throw. Yeah, true. It's just a what throwaway line. Like? Honestly, maybe they tried it and they filmed it and they're like, that sucks. Let's just do it off screen. (laughs) It's also the best dressed she is at this point. And that's just her wearing a t-shirt and like a jean skirt. (laughs) But, um. Were you, uh, Hmm. were you mourning the end of the relationship, Mel? Um, not like mourning, mourning. I did just think like, oh, they actually did have good chemistry together. And Mm -hmm. I think that there was something there and it just like, it got rushed. But, you know, the show continues. I don't know if Vanessa continues, but I'm assuming yes. I I genuinely cannot remember. I won't spoil anything, but she will be in the next season. Don't worry. Plenty of, plenty more time to hate Vanessa. If, if well, the way this looks doing. is like, uh, it's like, Dan, this summer going to hook up with Vanessa yeah, it again. Seems like I was it. so upset. We will see. Because uh, Dan asks Vanessa what happened. And, you know, he calls Nate uh, man bangs and kind of makes fun of him a little, which is mean because Nate just like helped him get a good score in the SAT by giving him all his. Yeah, he's been nothing but nice Nate to the two been of them. Nothing but nice to Dan, and Dan is still kind of uh, the most understanding man in the world here, is <laughs> always judgmental about, about <laughs> these people. So uh, he keeps throwing out a bunch of reasons why the relationship might have ended, and Vanessa's shooting them all down. We don't get a reason from Vanessa at all in this in this scene why they broke up. And they're painting in this scene. What are they? Where are they? What are they painting? I don't even know what's going on. Uh, they're in the gallery. I, I don't even question these things anymore. I think they're, oh, they in, they're I think they're Ru- covering Rufus's gallery so that Rufus can go. What I on think tour. is, yeah, go on tour. And I think he's going to write some sort of new song about Lily, probably. R- Rufus, yeah. uh, Rufus put them to work while he was gone. Yeah, but what are they, they're painting at the. Are they painting over the paintings? That I don't. Like, know. These paintings suck. Let's get rid of these. Paint right know. over. Maybe, maybe they'll spend an episode on that in uh, season two. We can just get rid of all of Allison's art. Just a real oh, spite paint. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan and Vanessa will be spending the summer together. So I guess after Vanessa's brief time with Nate, she is now going to get to fall in love with Dan all over again. So I rolls from I rolls from everyone. Um, back to the we'll we'll pick up with the Nate and Chuck phone call. Uh, Nate says, you know, Vanessa's a great girl, but he has too much going on right now. Which to me is that's the, that's the reason why they broke up. Nate decided he's got too much going on right now with his family. Uh, probably not fair to Vanessa, so she he broke it off. So that I feel like that's fair. That's a good enough reason for I me guess, but like, we didn't see it but what does that even mean because he's still gonna be super bored yeah i was gonna say he has like, nothing going on. going on he lives no, alone yeah. in well, new york city <laughs> he runs into serena here with a oh, small yeah. island like manhattan it was bound to happen they didn't plan for this they just ran into each other and serena <laughs> serena literally says to nate 
Blair and Chuck. Now there's a couple you can root for. And it feels like she, it almost feels like she's breaking the fourth wall here and telling us the audience <laughs> that this is the couple we should be rooting for. Like, it just seems like um, she was looking almost directly at the camera saying that. And yeah, I did actually notice a wink at the screen. <laughs> yeah, it feels like, it feels like we spent a lot of time this season with the two of them. They are the breakout stars of the show. Uh, they're the only couple at this point that are that are ending on a good note and should have ended on a good note. Um, but Nate, Nate says, you know, if they're happy, then he's happy. And Serena, Serena asks, when, when are you ever happy? <laughs> Which, good point. He's usually the, the pouty guy in this. We, we love a sad brooding boy like, like Nate. And again, like, it, it is like, it's true, but you feel bad now after all that's happened this episode. Like, yeah, he's never happy, but like, you know why? <laughs> like, does anyone know why? Walk a oh, mile in his laughing? shoes. Can you stop laughing at me and maybe ask why I'm always sad? <laughs> Serena, please. <laughs> it looks, but it looks like uh, Serena and Nate may actually start hanging out this summer. You know, they they both pretty much have no one else. What with their best friends leaving and just they're both going through breakups, so they they are. They both find themselves in the same boats. And I feel like this is the real reason that they broke up uh, Nate and Vanessa because, well, first of all, because it didn't make sense in the first place, but then because uh, I feel like we have to hint at this potential, you know, friendship slash romance slash whatever is happening between Nate and Serena potentially here over the summer. And Blair does mention to Vanessa in that scene that like, oh, and plus Nate never got over Serena. Yes. Which I never, I didn't think was true because he totally seemed like he was over her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the second half of the season. It kind of seemed like they were both, like it felt like it this was not a thing like they were never in love with each other no. they just fucked up and had sex with each other one night at the at the shepherd wedding but so so brendan what do you, what do you think is happening with them do you think just friendship romance whatever just hang out over the summer and then go back I to think they're gonna go to serena's east hampton house and for lack of a better term they're gonna treat each other's bodies like an amusement park. <laughs> for lack of a better term you can there was no better terms <laughs> there's nothing better i could say okay <laughs> Um, podcast is done we can't go anymore that was we'll never all right uh until next week (laughs) (laughs) i I do like well this is the last you'll hear of uncle cream he's out i do i do i do like that they take these kind of last eight minutes of the episode to really lay some groundwork for season two i i guess they knew they were coming back at this point so they're really uh wiping this lately and letting us know what we can expect next season and i'm happy that serena and nate at least have each other and they're gonna hang out nate's like what are you doing right now yeah so it's nice that they had they both have at least someone blair shows up to the helicopter or plane or whatever she shows up to i i I still don't know how air travel works in this universe but some random guy is here to talk to blair while she waits for chuck like who the fuck is this guy apparently he's on the bass marketing team why is he he, i don't know (laughs) yeah i don't i didn't know who he he also likes the same kind of seat in the helicopter (laughs) that's what they're gonna find the the jump seat the jump seat is that what you like very unrelatable to me (laughs) yeah you you know the meet cute the classic meet cute where you bond over what seat in private planes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if I had a nickel every time I met someone that way. Uh, <laughs> now we get Chuck and Bart. And Chuck just wanted to say bye to his dad before he left for the summer, which is kind of cute. And Bart even tells Chuck that he's proud of him. Like, oh, what, what's happening here? I didn't I didn't know that the, Chuck and Bart were able to talk to each other like this. So on the surface, yeah, it seems good, like good buds. it seems like we're getting a nice the best man. father-son moment to end the season. But what actually happens yeah. is Bart kind of inadvertently <laughs> sp- talks spooks in Chuck into second-guessing the relationship. He's yeah. like, I'm so proud of the man you're becoming. Someone who is finally settling down and do- doesn't want that. And Chuck's like, wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. Almost a comical scene with like Bart's face. like They pan in a certain direction and Bart's just looking over chuck's shoulder and you see chuck's face just growing yeah. more and more and worried like, like what am I he doing? looks sick to his stomach proud of me he's horrified <laughs> the horror chuck uh maybe isn't ready to give up the women and the partying and isn't ready to become a new man like his dad is so proud of him for and blair texts chuck that she can't wait to see him and 
I truly don't understand how this was enough to make Chuck second guess everything. I don't. He has everything he wants waiting for him at his helicopter. Literally, all he wanted was Blair. He has it. And now this weird, like, not even Bart trying to talk him out of it. Bart just saying somehow the wrong thing that makes Chuck second guess it. Like, he... He has Blair waiting for him. She's very excited to see him, and he was excited to see her, but now he sees the hot girl, uh, Linda Hurst, or whoever is portraying Amelia in front of him, and he's a moron. I, I just don't understand. I, I, and especially, like, he seems to be more into Blair than she was into him. Yeah. We we just can't... They're, they're never going to give us what we want. We can never get what we want, as uh, Chuck's going to throw the flowers that he got for Blair in the trash, and he goes to hit on Amelia instead. The girl asks, and who are you? And he, so little. he gives his famous catchphrase. He goes... I'm Chuck Bass. I'm now, Chuck Bass. normally, normally I love his catchphrase, but I was I was booing and hissing at this. It's like, <laughs> like, come on, not right now, Chuck. Like, okay. Let, I was upset, but also when he said that, I was like, okay. I forgive. Just because he got I me. I forgive you, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's get into this because not only is this so fucking dumb from Chuck, but I just don't believe it. Like to me, this does not make sense. How he was so quick to give this up. Everything we have seen from him up until this point tells us that he fucking loves Blair. I just can't see that this one speech from his dad inadvertently changing everything. I I just think that this is bad writing. Like yeah. I don't agree with them. Yeah. I don't agree with them wanting to quickly break them up again before the end of the season in the first place. But even if I did agree with the premise, even if it was like, okay, great, great move building them up all season and especially all this episode to build them up as the couple right. that we're rooting for and then just to quickly break them off in the little epilogue at the end of the episode even if i did agree with that i feel like they could have come up with something better to break them up it's it's yeah, sloppy that, to me and it worked if they were on the fence maybe but he was never even he was either all in or all out yeah, and he's it, right now at this moment he was all in it's very sloppy to me a bad part of the episode it feels like they they fumbled this right at the very end yeah why not have him get on the helicopter and she's like so into it and then he's like kind of like freaked out yeah. or we find out yeah. like that they that went on vacation better. and like that's not an easy thing to do yeah, when they come back from yeah. vacation it was terrible like, i think there's, there's if they had to break them up which again they did not but if they did have to i think there were so many better ways that they yeah. could have done this instead of this completely illogical turn of events so that makes, I don't know. glad we're all in agreement it, here. It was just funny. Mel thought of two like very easy solutions on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Hi, guys, <laughs> on the spot. Gossip Girl writers from two thousand seven. Hire was, me. Like, yes, go back. I'll punch time, up your work. Mel. Just I'll find your <laughs> plot points. Just go. Hey, I, I, like I'll punch up your plot, and I will. We'll if you do the, a wedding yeah. scene, I'm going to tell you. Plot puncher. Here's a seating chart for your characters. Very important. Again, they could have had all this drama <laughs> at one table, like kind of like that they had at the brunch. Yeah, the brunch episode. And the brunch episode's a very good episode yeah. where they have this, like, to have this spread out over the course of uh, different tables. It's, all of it is just messy. So uh, poor Blair here. Chuck told her that he wouldn't be able to make the flight. And now Blair starts to flirt with this random guy on the Bass Marketing this team. grown yeah, adult. At least, she gets, at least she gets some kind of consolation prize, I guess. Like, I don't know what this is, but so... Uh, we get the final Gossip Girl voiceover of the season, and since the last one, I guess I'll just go through it here. Gossip Girl comes on uh, to say, They say a leopard can't change his spots, but some things do change. The path not taken can become a road trip, and that's when we see uh, Rufus in his tour bus. Uh, she says, mm-hmm. Being grounded can lead to something groundbreaking, and we see Jenny sewing. And at this point, I also was realizing that this is clearly the kooks playing in the background of this montage slash voiceover. This is the second time they played this song. Oh, was? They played two. the song in the they show played before? It during the scene with... Um, uh, Georgina's parents as well. Oh, okay. I didn't notice it, it the until... The song title is Do You Wanna yes. by the Kooks. Yes, I didn't notice it until this. And we love the Kooks. This is a very uh, pro-Kooks podcast. And so does Josh Schwartz. Yes. So I'm glad about that. So were you excited to hear them in this uh, in this episode? I was hyped. They're one of my favorite bands. We saw them live at, at, Al- at Albany. We saw them live in Albany. Yeah. At, uh, I've seen them live at maybe Tula three Fest. times. Oh, I've only seen them at, yeah. at Tula Fest. That I was forgot. a very fun day. So 
Uh, anyway, uh, where, where was Gossip Girl? And she says, uh, and whether they're sweating it out on the sultry sidewalks or cooling their heels in the Hamptons, no one does summer like New Yorkers. And we see both Dan and Vanessa and also Nate and Serena having a grand old time here. And Gossip Girl says, grab your shades and your sunblock. This one looks like a scorcher. Until then, you know you love me. XOXO Gossip Girl. And that is season one. That, that's it. We finished season one. We did it. We did. It's a wrap, Ooh. baby. Man, Brendan, what are your? Uh, I was very excited about this today. Initial thoughts on season one. What do you What do you think? Overall, good. Like I said earlier, I usually early seasons of TV shows have a lot of growing pains, and this one did for sure. But as soon as we started episode one, I was like, "This is like it seems like a fully formed series already." Mm-hmm. And some highs and some lows, but never really. St- like <laughs> my least favorite episode was a lot of people's favorite, so. I think this just goes to show like the quality of the show is pretty solid from the get go. Yep, and uh, Mel, you also just recently rewatched uh, season one, mostly pretty recently. So how did uh, how did season one hold up for you on a rewatch? It held up really well. I definitely remember why I was able to like find myself so deeply ingrained with this so many years ago. It was a really fun, catchy, different show. Um, sometimes the fashion holds up, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but it's overall really fun. And I think what's nice is that Gossip Girl is into the show, but, um, like for, like predecessors later, like, um, uh, like a pretty little liars where that's like the central mystery. But right now, like nobody really cares that much. In fact, they're all just still sending tips to Gossip Girl. So it's sort yes. of just a, we're living our lives and there's a, a weird narrator, but it's not a mystery show. It's just about their rich little lives. And please, for the love of God, let's keep it that way. I love a good Gossip Girl mystery, but the mystery does not have to be who Gossip Girl is. Just keep her as the framing device of the show and never never revisit it. Please, I beg of you. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I think that's that's funny because I think that's what I thought it was supposed to be before I started watching it. It's like, oh, okay. Like, it's a show about we, we try to find out who Gossip Girl is. It's going to be like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> that's, what, <laughs> that's what I thought it was going to be. The mystery gang. So I guess uh, yeah. quickly before we get into the segments, let's just get some quick predictions about season two. Just I guess basically the main thing is just about all the um, – the various couples that have just broken up. Uh, Brendan, where do you see Rufus, Lily, and Bart going in season two? Wow. Uh, I don't think Lily and Bart make it through season two. Um, I don't know. I don't know what Rufus does. Maybe he kind of comes into play again with Lily at the end of season two. Okay. Um, and what about Blair and Chuck? Blair and Chuck will take a, a little bit of a break, I think, because this inexplicable, <laughs> just like dropping of Blair uh would definitely rub me the wrong way so i don't think they get back together mm-hmm. for a little while all right and how about uh serena and dan um i think they have their on again off again moments throughout the rest of the series honestly I, I can't say when but a little bit here maybe some hints and drops in every season and then do you think uh nate and vanessa will get back together at all or is that was that a that's, two that's episode it. fling and then yeah all right and what about it. uh the two potential pairings that we saw with Serena and Nate and Dan and Vanessa. Do you think either of those will go anywhere or they just stay friends for the summer? I don't, I think maybe both of those couples like start the season together. Okay. That's my guess. Um, Any other pairings you see that could potentially happen in season two or even future seasons? Uh, maybe uh, Rufus and Mrs. Waldorf get together now that uh, <laughs> oh. Jenny's working with her. <laughs> he brings he brings Jenny to her internship, and Eleanor's just like hubba hubba. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> How do you think? Uh, are you excited for Jenny in the internship? I guess. 
I really, I don't really care. Oh, you, you don't care at all. I feel like uh, no. it'll be fun having Jenny part uh, as part of the Waldorf mix, kind of. Because if if Blair still hates Jenny, but then Eleanor oh, you know, kind of true. grows to love her, you know, who who knows what could happen? So. Well, yeah, I guess if we get a lot of scenes of her working there, then sure. Right. Um, I'm good with that. All right. So some good predictions there. Uh, let's get into quickly our segments here, and of course we'll start with the user review of the week. Martha Wilcox is back to to uh, give it, yeah. give us an eight out of ten and title the. She's been killing it so much lately on the show that uh, I've been like catching up on my Instagram posts recently, and I'm finally back up to date. Uh, she earned a spotlight on the Instagram most recently. <laughs> nice. Yeah. We yeah. took a break from her. She do- I think she does review every single episode. We took- She's not always the best one, but <laughs> I chose her again this week. She tells it the importance of perseverance, and we're going to get a little more. Someone has to write the unauthorized biography of Martha Wilcox, because we've given a yeah. lot of nuggets on the life of Martha Wilcox. <laughs> she, gives, she gives us a lot of information yeah. in these little tidbits. We're going to get some more backstory <laughs> for Martha here. We might have to rename this segment to like Martha's Corner or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, we might have to name this the Martha Wilcox Review of the Week. So she says, <laughs> This episode has Chuck give a good speech at his father's wedding. He says, In the face of true love, you don't give up, even if the object of your affection is begging you to. I know that I've tried chasing after a true love in the past, who has never responded to my letters. This is discouraging, and I've ended up giving up. However, I've con- consistently followed my dream and not given up on my childhood ambition. Maybe I'm more in love with my dream than I have been with any person. After the speech, Blair tells Chuck he doesn't belong with anyone, even though he went on to say that one day I hope I'll be lucky enough to find someone who won't give up on me. I know that a lot of people have given up on me. But what makes Serena so attractive, she doesn't give up on Blair and even tells her that she's willing to fight alongside of her to make the relationship work. Some nice touching stuff from Martha here. Oh, another sad story about how people are constantly not returning her affection. But Martha, we're rooting. Really, it really opens up on, on IMDb. We're rooting for you. This is, yeah, this is her, uh, this is like her daily journal. This is how she, yeah. this is how she copes with things. So next- We didn't get any mention of the church in this one. No, unfortunately, she did not bring us there. Um, the next episode that we will be uh, recapping for Gossip Girl will be the season two premiere. It is called Summer Kind of Wonderful. Ooh. Do you have a guess? Any predictions based on the title? Um, I, I don't think that we get summer episodes. I'm assuming this is like them recapping what happened with everyone over their summers. Okay. Uh, I mean, like, think, like I was saying before, maybe we open the series, the season with. All these couples that left together come back together. Like maybe even Blair and that guy from the helicopter are together at the start of the season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see. Um, yeah. Mel, do you uh, you haven't gone on to season two, right? And do you remember? Do you remember season two at all? Um, there was something I won't spoil any plot lines. Um, I do remember there was one story that I wasn't sure if it happened to Blair or Serena, um, but I'm now leaning towards I think it's a Blair thing, not Serena, just based on some setup. Uh, but I don't recall if they go into summer for a few episodes or not. I would never have been opposed to a full season of them in the Hamptons because, like, Ooh, that would be, be fun. really fun. Long Island, baby. Yeah, baby. Billy Joel going to make an appearance. <laughs> He's going to crash into <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, there's got to be a Billy like... Joel joke at some point in this series. <laughs> I hope so. Um, all right. So let's grade the episode here. I went first last week. So, Brendan, you will go first this week. What do you give the episode? Um, I was thinking about this throughout our discussion, uh, and we said earlier, too, there is, there's a lot wrong with this episode, but it's still enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just feels like we watched, like, six different episodes of TV in one, <laughs> and it was just such a mess. But still, like, it kind of got accomplished what it needed to by the end of it. It was a wedding episode. The wedding did happen. It did. Um, but the description of the episode was very misleading, 
and a little bit of a letdown from a couple different things by the end. I'll say, uh, I'll give this a, a B. All right. Uh, Mel, do you want to go next or do you want to do you want to go last? I'll go next. Um, I'm also going to give the episode a B. It was fine. Nice. It was, you know, it, it served to set up and wrap up the season. But I think it was missing a lot of like the humor and whimsy and that kind of like snarkiness mm-hmm. that we've come to love about the show. Granted, it's kind of hard to make jokes when people are breaking up. But I think that mm-hmm. I thought the wedding was a lot more hijinks than it was. And that was kind of a letdown. Yeah, that would have been more yeah, fun. Yeah, like something a little exciting. But Again, like if Georgina was there, like right. you said earlier, that would have been a lot more fun. I really, I really missed opportunity. I don't know. Did uh, Michelle Trachtenberg have to leave set early that week? And yeah, they just had to yeah, write her knows? out. Who, who knows what was going on? Um, but yeah, we are all three going to be in the hand-holding club here because I'm going to... Oh. I, I'm going to give this as B as well. I definitely I definitely like this episode. I enjoyed watching it all the way through from beginning to end. Certainly isn't boring at any parts. No storyline that weighs it down. Uh, once we get to the wedding, like it's pretty much just like one story with a bunch of like mini stories kind of branching off of it all over the place. So yeah. interesting format there. But uh, for finale episode, it's just a little tame. And it also, like we've mentioned throughout, has the weird pacing problems of Georgina being such a big presence and then just weirdly being written off uh, at the end of the first act in such an anticlimactic way. Very strange. Obviously not enough Jenny. Uh, still don't like them building us up literally all episode for Chuck and Blair to, Blair to get back together just to break it off again a couple minutes later at the very end. Um, and I've already discussed how I didn't like the reasoning behind it either. So uh, also, like you said, Mel, not very many laughs. But having said all that, I still really enjoy the episode. And it does have some great moments like the the Rufus and Lily scenes and the Chuck Nate scenes and, and most of the Chuck Blair scenes and that, that uh, emotional dancing scene. Uh also sets up the next season well all, all that stuff all that stuff we mentioned so uh everything kind of averages out and i uh, i gave it a b there yeah fair enough all right brendan who, holders. who are you giving the mvp to oh is it I, I was pretty set on my lvp but i hadn't really thought about my mvp all that much um you know this is a segment right yeah, I know. You, you say it and surprise me every time. I think because you usually always force me to let you go first. Again, that's um, not how this works, but all right. <laughs> um, maybe I'll just go with a classic easy Blair here, just because she's just a, such a delight on screen all, all episode long and all series long. I think it, it's fair that with the season finale, I give my new favorite character. Oh, is that official? She's your new favorite character? That's official. Oh, my God. Uh, You've really been overshadowing me with the Blair love here. I thought I was going to be the one giving her all these MVPs. And you've really really taken that role. She's been so consistent, like, throughout the end of this season with just, like, really lighting up my life on on the series in general. She just is such a delight to see whenever she pops up. All right. Uh We'll go the, the same order here. Mel, who's, who are you giving your MVP to? Okay, I don't want to do a full handhold club on this one. We'll give some, you know, some changes here. I'm going wow. to give mine to Lily because right. she got some. She hit it and quit. She hit it and quit it. <laughs> and was just like, yeah, you know what? That was great. I'm going to go get married right now. Um, You're giving an MVP by my rules. Yeah, right and so <laughs> yeah. I, I really appreciate Lily. We've had our ups and downs with her. But that moment when she holds Serena's hand to kind of show, like, I'm a yeah. decent mom, too. Like, I thought it was a great time for Lily. And I'm intrigued where her and Bart are going to go. My guess is to divorce court at some point, um, <laughs> probably sometime very soon. But I do not know. So we'll see how long it lasts. All right. Yeah. You mentioned Serena and Lily holding hands. But none of us will be holding hands on this one. Because, listen, guys, you, you brought up some great points. But... Nate punched his dad. He dumped Vanessa, and he got his best bro <laughs> yeah. back. It's Nate. I'm giving Nate an MVP. 
I thought about him for a minute too, but I just realized how sad he is all up so long. Like he's, <laughs> no, he but he smiles sad, but this he, episode. I know he, he smiles, does smile with Serena. We were talking about so much of how alone he is, so it just makes me a little <laughs> sad for him. But you're, you're right; he has a, a pretty top tier episode for himself. I would have given it to him just for the just for punching his dad. Like just that that was alone. enough for yeah. me. Just the fa- but the fact that he also uh, got Chuck back and also dumped Vanessa was just icing on the cake. So. <laughs> uh, Brendan, you, you said you already know where LVP is going, so this should be yep. a pretty easy one, but go on. Uh, well, like you said, the punch. The punch the was incredible. The punch heard it's, around the world. I, I felt you cheering. I was cheering as well. I'm sure Mel was just jumping up and down, going crazy. Um, it was just... It, he started, uh, didn't hit the captain punch him earlier in the yes. series, too? Yeah, yeah, I mentioned that. Uh, Nate so finally got pure, him back. Yeah, pure payback. I loved it. Um just a really good sound too. I could just feel that. That <laughs> it was a little bit cartoony, but I I enjoyed that. This this show is kind of cartoony in its own right. Um, fuck you, the captain. Fuck you, the captain, indeed. Mel, where are you going with your LVP? Okay, well, first, obviously, I do want to give an honorary shout out to the wedding planner who did a bad job as LVP. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know I'm obsessed with it, but listen. We got to talk. And that is valid if you want to go that route. But I'm going to go with like a very literal interpretation of least value being who truly contributed nothing to this episode, even when they were present. And my LVP of the episode is actually Eric, who on his own mother's wedding day gets only two lines in the entire show. Um, Yeah. And that is very unfortunate. Very sad. So he he contributed absolutely nothing. So I have to give him the LVP this week. Poor Eric. Yeah. He, uh. In terms of carrying the weight of the wedding, he truly uh, did really nothing. But so, uh, Brendan, g- give me that hand again. We're we're gonna hold it again because I I, <laughs> oh, I love. It. I I thought of giving it to Chuck actually because I was so mad at him by the end. Sorry, my hands are so clammy. But <laughs> oh, oh, never mind. Um, but yeah, so I was considering giving it to Chuck, but he. I, I was very mad at him. He's also got some good moments in the episode, though, and I, I can't pass up another opportunity to give Howie an, L- an LVP. <laughs> he comes back for a day and is already abandoning his, his family like the loser he is. Fuck the captain, LVP. Nice. And, and yeah, that yeah. Is, is I that. also debated giving his mom the LVP just because she's mentioned and she's just sitting she at the hand and doing nothing. But I do have them as honorary <laughs> mentions. didn't show screen time. I did put them down as Eric, okay. and then I put Nate and his dad, and then just said, we don't care. <laughs> that is my note good. all about him. I hate the captain. All right. I hope we never yeah. see him again. And I think maybe if they, or if he does come back, let's get a different actor. I'm totally fine with suspending belief of, you know, like, oh, this wasn't who his dad was in season one. I don't care. Um, I think like <laughs> a hotter, better actor could play Nate's dad, which would be more realistic. And then maybe we'd like him a little more. No offense to this sure. man. Yeah. Well, I think this actor just really is super believable for being a cokehead. Yes. That was the only thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That was the main criteria when they that were guy, looking for yeah. Yeah. to play him. He does look like someone who would mismanage money. Like, he has that vibe. Like, this guy's going to steal your money, and you're not going to have any left. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would on, never I give guess. this guy my money. <laughs> no way. Um, all right. So, let's get into some Lonely Boys Theater here. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. We are going to do uh, one of the only really three-person good three-person scenes at least uh that were meaty enough for us to all have a part and uh, it'll be the, the scene towards the beginning where uh serena goes to dan's house tries to win him back but lo and behold georgina is there and uh they're gonna get into one final confrontation before uh georgina finally anticlimactically leaves so let's get into that scene i will put it pull it up on my computer uh and so Brendan, you are usually Serena. Do you want to continue being Serena? I'll go for it. All right. So, Mel, do you want to be Dan or do you want to be Georgina? Wow, that's tough. I, I'll play Georgina. I'll play Georgina. 
All right. And I'll be my guy, Dan. So Mel, uh, whenever you're ready, you can start it off because it will start with Georgina's line. Okay. Serena, I'm sorry. The way Dan was talking, I thought it was over. Over? Well, maybe not exactly over, but... I should go. This is not what I had planned. No, I think it's exactly what you had planned. Serena, this is not Sarah's fault. No, it's Georgina's. What? Whatever. I never meant to get in between you two. I swear. Please, please. It's okay, Sarah Georgina. No, it's not, because now she's upset. Yeah, yeah. You manipulative psycho bitch. You've been planning this the whole time. Serena, what are you doing? She's lying to you, Dan. Goodbye, Dan. I'm telling him everything. Tell me what? What is it that you need to tell me? Whew, all right. Do you hate... Is that it? I was going to yeah. keep going. <laughs> um, I, was getting, I was all hyped up. Yeah, that, that's the next scene. We, yeah, you wanted to do the rest of the episode. Let's keep going. <laughs> Let's keep going. Let's do the okay. rest of the episode. I actually two, baby. kind of, because I do enjoy the, the next scene, how it wraps up. Do you hate me? All right, no, let's do it. I'm, I'm pumped. Let's go. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, they are clapping. They uh, the audience also wanted more. They are they're calling us out for an encore, but you know we always got to leave yeah. the people wanting more. Um, <sighs> man, that was good. That was a really good episode. That was that, good for the final episode. Yeah, and it mean, sets it up. We're excited for season two, and that's the big thing is that you want to be waiting all summer long. Can't wait for it to return to was it WB or CW at this point? I actually don't remember. I think it might have been CW, but uh, I think I think it was CW. I'm not uh, positive for sure, but yeah. So right, they, you need you need to look forward to season two to, after going on a little break, and we'll we'll also go on a little break from covering episodes. There will not be a, a gap of you know we're not taking any weeks off, but I think we'll do a, no, no, we'll no. do a season one recap next week, and then the week after we will uh, in between seasons we'll do. A little, a little movie review where neither, neither of us. Well, I know I haven't seen it. Have you seen the movie that we're gonna talk about, Brendan? I have not seen it either. Okay, so but our guest has. Neither me or Brendan have seen the Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, which oh. is a big Blake Lively project. So figured since you know we're talking about Gossip Girl, Blake Lively, big part of Gossip Girl. Let's let's finally watch the movie and, and see yeah, what everyone's raving about break. in between seasons uh, to, to let everyone catch their break and and uh, you know. Yeah, have, maybe we're thinking maybe between seasons each season we will try and watch. Uh, any sort of sort of feature film that a main cast member has been in. Yes, not to completely steal that from uh, the NGOG podcast, which which yeah, Ali and Akiva can, do with the new girl cast. But that that is something I think we also might want to try to figure out doing. And so it sounds fun. Yeah, so we'll do that. I didn't invent it. Yeah, couple couple weeks off in between episode recaps, but still plenty of fun stuff to do. Um, so besides all that, let's let's plug some stuff and get out of here. Uh, Brendan, do you? Well, actually, Mel, you're you're our guest. You can go first. Do you have any plugs? Uh, you can follow me at Mel Got Served on all your major social media platforms. Great. Uh, can't Great wait handle. to talk yep. about Gossip Girl with all of you after this episode. And yes. um, just don't come at me too hard that I've defended Vanessa. Like, come lightly, okay? <laughs> yeah. You, you are very light about it. I think you did a great I'm job. Yeah, between, for all the hyping gray. I yeah. did. For all the hyping I, I did, no, it was very I, I don't know. Maybe in season, maybe my Vanessa enjoyment comes from season two. I don't know. Like, maybe there's more we'll to see. it, and I don't remember. All right. So, yes, follow Mel at Mel Got Served. A very good handle and a very good follow. Uh, Brendan, yeah. what, what do you got going on? I know you've got some other podcasts that you just had a big episode of. Yeah. Uh, well, you can follow this show at the Lonely Boys Pod, and you can follow the Hoppy Boys at the Hoppy Boys Pod, the podcast of which we just had a Festivus-themed episode for those Ooh. fans of Seinfeld. We had uh, former guests of the show, 
send us audio of their grievances with the hosts and the podcast, which is a lot of fun. Uh, Matt Kagan is featured on that episode with maybe some of the best grievances of oh, the entire episode. Nice. I got an award. Good best stuff. Best grievances. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening so to it was, that. It was a lot of fun. I listened to my the grievance that I sent in, and I, I had the same thought as you. I was like, am I like really like putting on this Long Island accent for some reason? What am I doing? <laughs> you, am I pl- you don't talk like that normally. <laughs> am I playing a character? Every time I'm, I call <laughs> into the thing, I'm just playing a character for some reason. I don't even notice I'm doing it. But <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah, so... Oh yeah. So if anyone wants to just like leave us messages, like we we love playing audio uh, from other people, so we don't have to do as much work on the show. (laughs) So send in anything you've got to the Happy Boys Pod at gmail dot com. Also, just like while we're on the topic, rate and review our podcast here on the Lonely Boys. We only have like a few reviews, and they're both very nice. I think from Sam Stanish and uh, who's the other one from another friend that's coming on this season. Well, uh, you're the I one who checks, met. so you're really dropping the ball here. Yeah, you, I don't know, you, you but know. like, but we only we only have a couple. They're all five you know stars, what? Let's, of course. Uh, but we would love more five star reviews, and we'd like more people to to read on here. Like, if we get like more than five, we'll actually read the reviews on here. So, like, listen, even if they're mean, I would love. That sounds funny, Martha. I hope Martha reviews our show. <laughs> as long as the let's review is here. five stars, you can say whatever you want. Um, right. But yeah, well, let's uh, let's read them next week during the recap. We'll have some. We'll have sure. some time to. Oh, good idea. Together, so we can do that. Um, as for me, obviously, watch the great show Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO Max. How's that project coming along, Brendan? Have you started yet? I have not, but I know friend of the show, Gina Dorso, just binged it and watched uh, the whole series in one shot until like four in the morning a couple days ago. I think I watched, I think out of the, there's 10 episodes. I think one day I watched seven in a row. It was just that good that I had to uh, keep going. So I completely understand where Gina's coming from. Everyone watched Sex Lives of College Girls. Uh, renewed for season two. Very exciting stuff. Um, besides that, what, what else? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at RuppyPuppy. He already mentioned uh, the Hobby Boy handle and the Lonely Boys Instagram handle. Um, yeah, just like really harping on that Instagram handle. We don't have a lot of followers. We have like more listeners than followers on Instagram, and that doesn't sound possible. So let's let's really up that count, guys. Well, what? Oh, you know what? I watched this uh, show called Dollface on Hulu. Also very good. Love it. <laughs> really good. Really I've good. heard of that. Really good. Okay, that's how we're gonna end this. This is the final episode of the season. No, 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 no. I'm go- well. Yes, that will be my last plug <laughs> to watch Dollface. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, so. Come back next week where we will not be recapping an episode, but we will be recapping the entire season, just going over, uh, you know, just kind of big picture stuff, uh, maybe making some more predictions, reading some reviews. We'll break down uh, what episodes ended up getting the overall best rating. We'll break down who got the most MVPs, who got the most LVPs. I'll have Brendan predict who he thinks maybe got the most because you, you don't have the answer sheet. I, I have everything recorded down. I don't. You have probably already Gotta forgotten you who, who, who you've uh, who you've given the awards to. So we'll we'll do all that. That'll be a lot of fun. But until then, uh, you know, you know, you love us. <laughs> XOXO. Lonely boys. You know. Yes, I did forget uh, how to end the show for a second there, but man, I I, I got it back. Don't worry. You got it. The deep voice. Stuck to landing. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.